welcome to the Sunday Night Showdown. With your host, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Stetson. Just when you thought it was safe to turn on the old wrestling show, look who's back in Often attempted to be innovative, but always the original business, Miss Boo Boo Stetson. Are you ready? The Sunday Night Showdown begins now. Well, I'm excited. I'm jacked. I'm pumped up. Um, Wrestling Internet Radio returning here to Bottoms Up Sports Club after a long hiatus. And Double J, what a great pay-per-view as we almost kept Rey Mysterio spiking himself a la Kevin Nash into the side of the building way back when in WCW. But what a great way to kick off the WWE's interactive pay-per-view Cyber Sunday. Now, Double J, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with me when, when I say that in the past, Cyber Sunday has been a less than stellar pay-per-view offering from WWE. Well, you know, I would have to agree. Uh, Cyber Sunday in recent years has really gone downhill. And i got to be honest, I was on Wrestling News Live last night, Shark, and, and i got to tell you, I still don't understand the whole concept for Cyber Sunday. This year, it was based upon text messages yes. on your cell phone. Yes. In the background, there's a big cell phone. And I, I don't know whether Vince had a big deal and a big association and paid off the good people at BlackBerry, but Dave, did you catch that did you catch that, that cell phone in the background? It, it, it looks like a, a WWE knockoff of BlackBerry, and somebody in, in, in Ottawa, Ontario, is looking and going, where's my money? Yeah. And like I said, I've said it before a hundred times, I'll say it again a hundred times. If you were in Edmonton back last 2004, in Bay of you're still complaining about the about the entrance gimmick at Backlash in Edmonton. You're still complaining. And are, the internet, Dave, have you have you started to, to drink again? Are you still clean and sober? Are you? Answer the question. You're still clean and sober. I vote on this very program that Internet Dave should go back to consuming alcohol. And, and I remember when he used to have a couple of beers on the wrestling show from here at Bottoms Up Sports Club. Double J, how much funnier, how much funnier he was when he was drinking. He was quite funny. When I know. Drinking. Absolutely. So is it time? I know it's early in the broadcast. Is it time? You know what? It's it time. Gets the funnier I think you might. That, be. That's right. What do you want? What do you want? Jack and Coke, Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke Internet Day. <laughs> All right. But, but getting back to what we were talking about, um, Cyber Sunday, our inaugural um, Sunday night showdown pay-per-view, and we will be here at Bottoms of Sports Pub twice a month for WWE and TNA pay-per-views. We're here next Sunday. No, not, not next Sunday. Two, two weeks today, Sunday, November the 9th, for TNA's turning point, 
and they have really made a point of turning in the last week. We'll, we'll get into uh, a little bit of that a little bit later on when Double J gives his news of the week that was in the world of professional wrestling. That's coming up a little bit later on on Sunday Night Showdown. But uh, with respect to the website, I don't know if you guys touched on this at the top, SundayNightShowdown.com, simple. Great new website, thanks to Wildcat Woman. We'd like to thank her. Uh, very interactive, the forums, the chat room, um, very easy to find. And feel free to log on to SundayNightShowdown.com at any time during the course of the week. The high-tech uh, producer-director that Internet Days is, it will be up <laughs> on our uh, on our archive, is that right, Dave? Yeah, hopefully, okay, hopefully the archive should be later on, uh, like Monday morning, I'll just email everybody the results. So the, the, the archive will be functional and, um, some might remember, not only functional, but very feng shui. Feng shui. Feng That's right, shui, yeah. one of our favorite terms. Okay, and we are going to get it on iTunes. I oh, really? Yeah, oh, nice. absolutely. Plus, if we do any... Is the chat room up in... Going tonight? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, good, good. The Ustream.tv chat room, and uh, we thank all 18 chatters that are there right now. 18? And we appreciate your patience. If the audio isn't perfect, uh, we're going to have two weeks to make it better. So I really appreciate your patience. Like I said, feel free to instant message me uh, if it's if it's okay. They're telling Shark, calm it a little down. I know it's the new premiere night. Well, wait a minute. Why don't you just turn the volume on my, uh, <laughs> on my microphone down? Yeah, just... I know you do not have the technology. I know turn my microphone volume down. Answer the question. Jeff, can you turn his mic? Turn the microphone volume down. <laughs> I will turn your microphone. Down. I'm not going to get less excited. I'm very excited. Why should I be less excited? You want me to be more excited? Well, you know what? I want to say this right now. Mark the Shark DiCarlo is one of the main reasons that oh, we are back uh, with Sunday Night Showdown. We've we've talked over the last year and. We've basically come to the terms that, you know what, we want to do this again. We That's want to right. eliminate right here from bottoms up, and we want to cover all the pay-per-views. And we are going to do TNA, WWE, and possibly, I know you were talking to me about this, we might even go a step further and bring in the Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Well, once, once, a month, once a month, Double J and, uh, and Internet Dave, uh, of course, as the smart Internet marks know, Ring of Honor is not live, but tape to pay-per-view. And we would not do the spoilers of the results until we saw the results. No, we're certainly not going to uh, um, infringe on anybody's copyright by reproducing video, live video on our website, um, which would be in direct contravention of any CRTC in Canada and FCC in the state um, bylaws. And we're not going to do that. We, we simply give our opinions about what's going on, whether it's live or the news that was of the week in professional wrestling, and uh, we're looking forward to that. But uh, um, I, I really think that the once a month at Ring of Honor does their pay-per-views, and we have the capabilities of showing those here at Bottoms of Sports Club. They're on, they're on Fridays, and uh, um, I believe there's one coming up in a couple of weeks, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely off-air a little bit later on discuss um, when, in fact, our first... I'll have it in, a, in about a minute. Okay, here. when our first... Ring of Honor, um, Sunday Night Showdown slash uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view extravaganza is going to take place, and I think we should really do it. And, and uh, you know, we're not only here to discuss WWE and TNA, but 
the world of professional wrestling as a whole, whether it's Ring of Honor, whether it's AAA and a good friend of, of ours, okay, a good friend of mine, uh, Teddy Hart is at uh, uh, AAA in, uh, in Mexico doing very well right now. I watched on, uh, uh, on, on the Lucha Libre uh, channel on Galavision uh, yesterday afternoon. Ted Hart in a spectacular match, one-hour Broadway with uh, one of AAA's biggest stars, the Latin lover, and it was spectacular, and I've never, ever seen Ted Hart look as good as he has, and of course, uh, another former Stampede Wrestling alumnus, Jack Evans, is down there too. Um, there's a lot of North American, you know, English North American talent in uh, AAA right now in, uh, in Mexico, and I think that we should... Uh, not maybe tonight, but certainly in subsequent broadcasts, uh, take a look at what's going on in the uh, the Mexican scene. Certainly, the the exciting professional wrestling scene in Japan, at New Japan, and uh, at All Japan, and a couple of other major promotions. There's some great promotions going on right now in Europe. Uh, New Wrestling and uh, um, and NHK and 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 uh, All Star Wrestling. Brian. Uh, Brian's uh, last name is taking me right now, but uh, uh, Brian's uh, all-star wrestling out of out of England. That many top Canadian and, and U.S. Uh, professional wrestlers perform at on a regular basis. There's a couple of German promotions, and and I think that the reincarnation of Sunday Night Showdown, uh, Double J, and I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, will be more encom- all-encompassing world- on the worldwide wrestling stage than what we were in our former life here at Bottoms of Sports Club. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we are a little bit further on down the road going to uh, have add an interactive uh, aspect to the show via phone-in. And, and we'll keep the listeners uh, uh, posted on as to what date we'll debut that aspect of the show. And uh, I really don't think we, we really need a video aspect at this point. Uh, although with the, hundred, with the hundreds of good-looking women that are in Bottoms Up Sports Club tonight, the male, uh, the male uh, listeners, and, and they can certainly let us know in the chat room and let us know if they really want the video capabilities of Sunday Night Showdown because you know what? Frankly, and and, and I don't mind saying, um, the women in here tonight are fantastic. They absolutely are. All right, well, let's uh, get into the pay-per-view itself. Uh, we got Falls Count Anywhere. Excuse me, we got uh, no old bar between Rey Mysterio and Kane right now. Mysterio connecting with the 619 as he goes for the splash. One, no. Two, Come on. Gentlemen, you expect me to buy that. With the, with the 619 and the slash from the rope, and he has beaten Kane in wow. this, um, what is supposed to be a no holds barred match to turn into a hardcore match. Well, well isn't that what hardcore is all about? Do what? Isn't that what hardcore is all about? I guess. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to cut you off, Jeff, but... But the simple fact of the matter is, is that the office at WWE, the bookers, the powers that be, expect me and, and the, the smart wrestling fans that listen to Sunday Night Showdown to buy the fact that the 146-pound midget, former world champion midget, can beat Kane. Well, and you know what? 
Um, I don't know. He did it, but I still don't buy it. Nice hurricane runner into the 619. Smash his chain right in the forehead. And, uh, roll it. Yeah, there's the big splash and hooks the leg. Well, he didn't hook the leg. He hung on to the leg. Chain's leg is bigger than Ray Mysterio's waist. You know what? I got to be honest, America. You blew it tonight. You totally made a mistake. This should have been a, a best of two out of three falls. Honestly, I could see Kane getting a win, Mysterio getting a win, and it should be Kane getting the final win, Kane I, going over. But I, I know. Obviously, this feud is far from over. Well, you know, if, if this is any indication, ladies and gentlemen, as to what we're in store for on Cyber Sunday, well, then, you know, it should be an interesting night to say the least. And we're here not to criticize, but only to give our own personal opinions. And I give a big X to the finish of that match. Well, I, I will tell you, though, that the uh, the whole transition from, from Rey Mysterio reversing the first chokeslam into the drop hole on the stairs was a good spot. Absolutely. The, the, the Hurricane Rana off the second chokeslam into the uh, 619, I thought was kind of silly. Michelle McCool, I salute you. Oh, Katie Lee's a vampire tonight. I wonder why. I guess they couldn't get Selena. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she sucks well. Just <laughs> a theory, you know. Well, if she's a vampire. She must suck. There you go. You know, I uh, I, I want to make a prediction now. I actually made this last night on WNL when we were going over the Cyber Sunday matchups, and I got to be honest. I'm really looking forward to Santino Morella versus Goldust, Honky Tonk Man, or Rodney the Piper. Right. But, like I said last night, this is, this is my prediction. This is what's going to happen, in my opinion. The Honky Tonk Man will be the one that's voted in. However, due to his injury, he will not be able to wrestle. So what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, is it's going to be Charlie Haas and oh. the Honky Tonk Haas. Wow. With the Honky Tonk Man in, in his corner. corner. And Charlie Haas will win the Intercontinental Championship tonight. Well, you know, destroying the Honkometer. Well, you know what? And that's, that's, I don't know. Have you been, have you been talking to Joe Laurinaitis? Have you been talking to Stephanie McMahon? No, but if they were listening, they'd use it. Well, you know, in our former incarnation, we used to sit here on a week-by-week basis uh, giving uh, Double J the, the, the power to book. And uh, once again, uh, the booking prowess of one double J seems to have superseded the lack of booking prowess from Stanford. And uh, the, the scenario and synopsis that you've given, my good man, on, on tonight's uh, Intercontinental match is, uh, to say the least, very interesting. And uh, I don't think in their wildest dreams that they could outbook you in any way, shape, or form. I, you know, I totally agree with that. No, you know, ego aside, it's true. It's damn true. The second-generation guys here uh, are talking to Chris Jericho and trying to cut some sort of deal, but... Speaking of second-generation, wouldn't it be neat if a certain second-generation son of perfect, Joe Henning, was brought up to be with his faction? Yeah. I, I, you know, they're sitting on him down in Florida Championship Wrestling, and I watched him talk about his father on the Life and Times of Kurt Hennings DVD uh, given to me by Double J, and I really enjoyed it. And I swear to God, one day soon, Joe Henning in the WWE will be absolutely like his father. Perfect. Well, you know, 
back to that whole second generation stable, I have a problem with this whole thing because, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, Manu is, is obviously a second generation wrestler. Cody Rhodes is obviously a second generation wrestler. However, Ted DiBiase Jr. is a third generation right, wrestler. Right, right. So how does he fit in that stable of second generations when he's a third? Not only was his his father, Iron Mike DiBiase, a wrestler, but his mother as well was a wrestler. So again, third generation wrestler. Wow. I'm just saying, we got Teddy Long on here. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't here, give a shit what Teddy, oh, pardon me. Can oh, I don't swear. It's the internet. I can't swear. Yeah. But we, we've decided, we've decided that we're going to give a. I haven't decided We haven't decided what anything. Me? I don't know. So I can pay kids. <laughs> okay, I don't give a shit what Teddy Long says. But I just want to say, on behalf of everybody here, and I can speak on behalf of everybody here, that Tiffany's boots tonight look outstanding. And they're standing out very well, too. <laughs> I'm trying to get this all out of my system before Harmony joins us at the broadcast. Is he listening? Harmony, if you're listening, I'm trying to get this all out of my system right now, honey, but I cannot be held accountable for anything I say when you grace our doorstep here at Bottom Jump Sports Club and give your opinions, too. All right, well, we're going to find out who Matt Hardy's opponent's going to be. Uh, it's going to be Matt Bourne, who won the match. Uh, Evan Bourne. Evan, Evan Bourne, who won the match. I don't know why I keep calling him Matt Bourne. Well, I, don't I don't know. Maybe that's Matt Bourne. It's, it's a <laughs> free zone, Dave. Joint free zone. Billy or Mark Henry. Love Maniac Matt Bourne. You know what? I'm going with Matt. I'm going with. You got me saying it now, you bastard. <laughs> I'm going with Evan Airborne. All right. Uh, Shark, uh, Harmony wants a uh, paralyzer sitting here when she arrives. She wants me to give her a paralyzer? Is that a new finisher? I'm sorry, she's married. Jeff will have to take care of that. Oh, she wants to drink a paralyzer. She wants to drink a paralyzer. No problem. No problem. I can do that. I can Only do that. One. i got to cut her off after one. You're going to cut her off? Cut her off. Okay. All right. Well, remember what happened last time you let her drink, so she couldn't take it anymore? Pretty much. Wasn't there a bit of an immaculate conception that night? I think there might have been. Okay. Yeah. All right. Evan Bourne. There you go. 9%. Evan Bourne. This ought to be a really good match. This could be the show stealer tonight. It actually could be. Yeah. I'm actually looking very forward to this match. You know, I, I got to say, Matt Seidel, now known as Evan Bourne, has really stepped it up in the last three or four years. And in my estimation, he is going to be the AJ Styles of this promotion, give or take a few years. I think he's got all the tools. I couldn't agree with you more, Double J. He's, he's just as sweet of foot and light on his feet and just quick. And his, uh, his aerial uh, maneuvers and tactics are second to none. I think that maybe, um, if you want to compare it to AJ Styles, and the comparisons are obvious, that maybe at this point in each of their careers that AJ's got more uh, mic ability, but, but in the ring. Um, if, if ever you want to book a fantasy match, I would pay to see Bourne and Styles hook it up. And, uh, and who knows what's going on with, uh, with, with Stanford right now. Uh, I really think that they're going to, in the next few months, and the Internet speculation has been widespread lately with respect to who the WWE might be soliciting to, to sign as uh, as a future talent, and, and there's got to be some changes. Uh, obviously, it was uh, made public knowledge this last week, and in fact, 
Vince McMahon made a, uh, um, a strong play to, uh, to re-sign Kevin Nash, bring him back to the WWE as Diesel. Uh, Nash at this point, and there was a very good uh, story about it by uh, Kim Baines, the sports editor of the Ottawa Sun. It was on Slam Wrestling Sports. Um, and uh, basically Nash, along with his wife, decided that at this point, they had more friends in TNA, they'd feel more comfortable, and uh, and that's where they were going to stay. But I really see that the that the talent landscape in professional wrestling in the next couple of months is going to change somewhat. You think so? I think so. I think so. Do you think it's going to be towards the WWE, or do you think TNA is going to get more talent? I mean, well, I think that at this point, the amount of, of new talent that TNA's brought in in the last uh, few months, I, I don't think there'll be a, a new re-influx of more talent. Um, uh, they spent a lot of money on new talent in the last little while. Um, they've lost a couple of people through retirement and firing and, and, and this, that, and the other. But I, I really think that you're going to get an influx of new talent on SmackDown, on ECW, on Raw, and it's not, it may not come from Florida Championship Wrestling. It may come from elsewhere, and it may come from Ring of Honor, it may come from who knows where, but I, I think that uh, uh, the massive amount of, of uh, talent releasing that, that WWE went through a couple of months ago has freed up some spots for some new talent. You know, it's interesting you bring this up. Uh, I actually read a report today, as a matter of fact, that uh, TNA is looking at cutting costs. And there's a lot of underutilized talent, hugely, under the knife, that are probably going to get let go because they've obviously re-signed guys like Kevin Nash. And so you're going to see a lot of... a lot of money on guys like Mick Foley, Booker T, Kurt Angle. Christian Cage's contract's coming up soon. Widespread speculation that he's headed back to Stanford. You know what, I, if I were a betting man, and in this case I think I will be, I'm going to say that I am 90% sure that Christian Cage will end up back in the WWE this year. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Double K. I, I really think that he's uh, run the gamut of what he can accomplish in TNA. Um, and I really think that uh, his talent is much better used in, uh, in the WWE. It was good for him at the time that he left to go to TNA. He had a, a fresh start, and uh, I bumped into him once about two months after he left WWE up in Banff. He was at a uh, Canadian Cancer Society signing, and uh, and um, he, he basically said, you know, I, I needed a change, and, and it's good, and he's happy. Um, less of a schedule, and all the, you know, the former WWE uh, workers that, that have left and gone to TNA collectively uh, give the same opinion that, you know, it's less of a schedule and less wear and tear in their bodies than in the long run elongates their careers. But but I really think at this point with, uh, with TNA, you know, doing less of a schedule, even though their their house schedule for a time there was, was up, it's, it's, they backed off somewhat, but... Uh, I, I think that, uh, and I agree with you when you say that I think that uh, in the next year, certainly, and maybe before the end of this year, that we might see Christian Cage back in the WWE. Well, I mean, let's face it. Christian Cage, he has had a good run at TNA. The last year or so, it's been stale. At the time he did go, you're right, it was a perfect career move because he took what the WWE was not going to do with him, and he made it to that next level. But now the landscape has changed. In the WWE, ever since the steroid scandals broke, 
The smaller guys are getting pushed. The smaller guys are champions now. Christian Cage, in my opinion, is a bona fide champion as soon as he steps back into the stage, whether it's SmackDown or Raw. I mean, just think of the feuds we're talking. We could see another Edge Christian feud, which would be priceless. Let's face it, brilliant. Or even if they reform the uh, the tag team, who knows? You know, we could sit here all night <coughs> and uh, do some fantasy booking and speculate as to what might happen if Christian goes back to the WWE, uh, WWE and in what capacity they might book him and use him. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, a lot is going to change on the WWE landscape over the next little while, and I think change is good. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I, I think that, and I sat here with uh, Internet Dave, the, the last uh, TNA pay-per-view, and we were both in, in agreement that uh, with the huge crowd that we had that day here at Bottom Cup Sports Club for the last TNA pay-per-view, that uh, they, they came across with, with arguably, I think, their, their best pay-per-view offering that they've had in the, in the last number of years. It was very entertaining from the opening Terradome match to... To the, to the main event and everything in between, except for maybe a match or two here and there. But uh, I see that maybe they're at a bit of a breakthrough point and that maybe with with Jeff Jarrett and with Mick Foley having such a, a visible new um, presence, not only on the show, but maybe in the in the booking office, that maybe we've turned the corner in, uh, in TNA. Because, you know, we sat here for couple of years on end, guys, and, and sat here and, and, and shook our heads to each other in amazement at how horribly wrong we felt as though the TNA product not only impact, explosion, but their pay-per-view offerings have been grossly mismanaged, misbooked, underbooked, whatever terminology you want to use, and maybe, Dave, you, you sat here with me, maybe... The, the last internet or the last uh, TNA internet, uh, pay-per-view offering, maybe they've turned the corner somewhat. Well, like I said, it's really going to depend on how they follow it up because I, if you guys saw Impact on Thursday with the main event mafia, everybody online has just been complimenting as to how great an idea that is. You've got Kevin Nash, you've got Sting, you've got Booker T, you've got Kurt Angle. It's a good group. I think it's okay. It's about time for a faction. I think. Over the last six months or so, we've been talking about how another faction would really work. Obviously, they're trying to promote heel, a full-blown heel turn for Sting, which after 20 years, I don't think you're ever going to get. But, and I have to ask, how did they pull off, was it a hard heel turn? I mean, I know at the last pay-per-view offering, uh, with Nash's help, he went over and, and got to the world title from Samoa Joe. And is that how they played out? Well, it's sort of the a heel soft, turn. It's sort of a soft heel turn right now because, I mean, if Sting had been the one to use the uh, the belt to cause the to cause the, the ending on Thursday night, that would have looked a lot worse. Of course, hanging out with bad guys does that necessarily make you a bad guy? Usually, it does, except for the 30th member of the New World Order, of course. Right. But uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting angle. I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out, and I'm liking the. the so, like, 99% positive vibe I've heard about the fashion. Well, you know, and uh, we'll have to keep keep tabs on what's going on there. But uh, as, as Dave uh, brought up, and it reminded me of a little bit of a conversation that we had about a month ago. We were still putting together the, uh, the whole Sunday Night Showdown show. 
and that maybe in a couple of weeks down the road we can do Sunday Night Showdown, or how about this, Internet Day presents <laughs> Sunday Night Showdown trivia, and, 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 and maybe we can, well, we'll see, maybe, maybe we can do some Internet uh, Day presents Sunday Night Showdown wrestling trivia uh, with prizes provided by the good people in the marketing department at Bottoms Up Sports Pub, uh, which reminds me, I believe there's some product from former giveaways from um, internet uh, uh, trivia nights here at Bottoms Up Sports Pub that I'm going to have to look into the reacquisition of such product given the fact that it was never sent. Remind me about that, if you will. But anyways, um, and we're all stickering here because you know damn well what the hell I'm talking about. But anyways... Um, when you said, you know, who was the thirty? Who was the thirtieth member of the NWO? <laughs> Come on, answer your own question. Well, like I said, was it X Pac? Once you got to, well, once you got was to it the, Virgil? Once you got to the thirtieth member, it really didn't matter anymore because nobody believed there'd be thirty guys in the same heel fashion all at once. Was it Mr. Perfect? I don't think so. I think it was Stevie Ray. It was Stevie Ray. It was Stevie. It was Stevie Ray with his flapjack. <laughs> you can't say Stevie Ray without doing the wrist. The, the one yeah. thing I remember about Stevie Ray being in the New World Order was that uh, after Hogan and Nash finally uh, finally merged back again after the uh, after the Finger of Doom, basically that. Uh, it was those four or five NWO black and white members, yeah. just all by themselves. Who had that was a bit racist. Something's got to know about Stevie Ray. Yeah, Stevie was what? Stevie Ray, uh, Virgil. Stevie's not a racist. No. Not today, at least. And two or three other guys. Wait a minute. And two or three. And and they were just like this. They were like the John of their their time. Let me tell you something. This kid, and he's no kid anymore, but he still is very young, has got to be one of the most talented guys. And you know what? The two of them, born and Hardy, they really mesh well together, and I really hope that they that they run a bit of a program that's back forward with, uh, see, I did it too. Oh, Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne with the backslide. Evan Bourne went for the, uh, oh. went for the, for the beautiful shooting star press, Miss Matt Hardy came up, went for the twist of fate, it was turned into a backslide, and Matt Hardy just hit the twist of fate, one, two, three, Evan Bourne, and Matt Hardy is still your ECW World Heavyweight Champion. All right, we're through uh, two matches here on the pay-per-view. You know Chris Jericho's old music, right? Yeah, of course you do. So here it comes. Sunday Night Showdown returns from Bob's Up Sports Club in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. Uh, in our break, they just showed uh, some more of the divas in their costumes. And I got to say, my good friend Stray Dog in Springfield, Missouri, right now, is probably the captain of the Love Bug, the, the Love Boat. Because did you see Kelly Kelly in her little sailor outfit? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh. 
David, I'll tell you what, why don't you let us run down exactly what's happened tonight on Cyber Sunday thus far. We're going to get in crime time versus Ms. Morrison. Kingston and Ponce versus Debbie Austin Rose finished second. But we have crime time versus Ms. Morrison ready to go here, match number four. Uh, what we did not mention earlier was in the, uh, the pre-show part of the show that was on the uh, WWE website, Shelton Benjamin successfully defended his United States Championship against the voted-in contender R-Truth. Apparently, very, very good match, according to our friend Adam Martin at WrestleView. If you missed anything or you want some details about how it went down or you want the full review afterwards, WrestleView.com. Check out Adam Martin's review right now. Uh, the first match of the pay-per-view, no old card, was the stipulation voted on for by the fans. Ray Mysterio is a beat team, as we talked about earlier. And, of course, 59% of the vote for Matt, for Evan Bourne. And again, Evan Bourne. But uh, Matt Hardy retains the ECW championship. And right now, we have a non-title tag match as opposed to a possible tag title match that, that CM Punk and Kofi Kingston could have had against Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes. Isn't it funny that CM Punk was on the poster for Cyber Sunday and the match that they, I think, wanted people to vote for was Kofi Kingston, CM Punk taking on the second generation stable of Rhodes and, and DiBiase. It just seems funny to me that the fans chose Miz and Morrison and Cron Time, but let's face it, these two teams in the WWE have really excelled. Miz and Morrison jail well together. Crime Time, of course, does well together. And you got to think, it's the battle of the internet show. you got the dirt sheet versus Word Up. I'd like to accept uh, a bit of an internet show, sub-show on Sunday Night Showdown and call it the Sharks' Dirty Sheet for the latest and greatest uh, porn. Right? Maybe we can discuss that off there one time. Yeah, we'll have to discuss that all, all right, time. All right, all right. Just a thought. But just a minute, the, the, the surprisingly sober Jim the Anvil Nightheart with us. Yes. Mercury. Mercury. Well, he's come a long way from being Eric Bischoff's suit. But, you know, my biggest problem with this whole push for, for John Morrison, um, I, first of all, I still like the name Johnny Nitro. That's a fantastic name. I am not hip to Johnny Morrison at all, but i got to be honest. I, in my opinion, I think his talent is being wasted in a tag team, which, quite frankly, this kid should be main eventing as a champion. Absolutely. I mean, his ECW title run program at that point, but he really came into his own as the ECW champion. And he's so much more talented than that moron The Miz, who I really don't like at all. He's improved a lot, but I still really don't like him at all. You know, he grows on you like a fungus. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still don't like him, but... Maybe you need an inoculation him. for that. Now, 
if you were to talk to the other Jackson, my brother, Matt, he likes The Miz because he's a uh, MTV reality show buff. And every right. time he was on Road Rules or whatever, you know, he liked him. So as soon as he got into wrestling, he's like, oh, yeah, Miz is into wrestling. I'm like, yeah, The Miz sucks, bitch. Exactly. Obviously, my brother and I don't have a great relationship. No, obviously. <laughs> and, that, and that was just part one of the further deterioration. Yeah. But the... Yeah, time I kicked him down the steps. That was rude. Yeah. But did you like that? I did. He didn't like it too much. Well, no, but, you know. I liked it growing up. I used to uh, practice uh, finishing maneuvers with my middle brother. Figure four leg lock, Boston Crab. Uh, oh, I, I remember the, the John Polo's corkscrew. He, he hated that. The abdominal stretch, the pile driver. I think I got grounded once for giving him the pile driver and got a little color the hard way. I knew I shouldn't have done that on the on the, on the driveway cement. Anyways, I don't know where that came from. But anyways, the tag team scene in the WWE, everybody must agree, is uh, lately, for the last couple of years, certainly has left a lot to be desired. But uh, in watching this match right now, arguably... Are they the only two tag teams in WWE? I don't think so, but certainly at this point, the two most talented. Well, they have taken Coffee Kingston and CM Punk and Coffee together. Coffee Kingston. Oh, okay, all right. And uh, they have put those two. Yeah, together. that's a bit of a mismatch, like the odd couple. You know what? No, I, I think it's. You like match. it? You like I think, it? I think CM Punk. Is so a world title run by CM Punk, a world title run to B Series tag team. Debauchery with Kofi Kingston. Well, okay, okay. Let's face it. As far as CM Punk is concerned, he is a talented kid. I'll give him that. But CM Punk, as a world heavyweight champion, didn't draw flies. I'm no, sorry. and they tried. And God love the office for giving the kid a chance to try and and grow as a as a performer and as a talent in WWE. Um, there's hip hop Jerry giving it to to crime time. Um, but, but you know what? Before you break off into that point, yeah. it's not entirely CM Punk's fault that his world title reign not at all. was bad. No. It was bad booking, bad writing by the creative team. Every time the kid would defend his title, it would end up in a disqualification because Kane would come running down yeah. or somebody else. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna credit CM Punk for the uh, for the failure of his world title run, but he was not ready for that position. I'm sorry. I, well, and, and whether he was ready or not, I think that they did a bad job with the opponents that they put him with while he had the belts. I, re- I really think that workers that were, they went over by the workers that are around the same way to CM Punk that would have been way more um, advantageous to his believability as a champion in his title run. And what they did in putting him with JBL and a number of other workers that, that are at least 60 to 80 or 100 pounds heavier than him was certainly a travesty of injustice. No, I totally agree. Uh, getting back to the match at hand right now between Ms. Morrison and Crime Time, we got John Morrison uh, taking the boots to Big Shad, Big Shad Gaspard. He's trying to trip up the leg. You know what? I'm enjoying this match. So far, this match has been very solid. Yeah. As Morrison puts the half Boston Crab on the uh, Shad Gaspard. Of course, we're not doing live play-by-play. Some of the greatest wrestling gear in the WWE right now currently on display in this match by both tag teams. Absolutely. But let me (laughs) say, if we were doing live play-by-play, which we're not, more entertaining than than, uh, 
Jr. and Taz, or even more entertaining than Stryker and Grisham, or dare I say, more entertaining than King and Cole. But Grisham is like listening to paint dry. Terrible. Although his partner has been absolutely fantastic. Just Max Stryker, very entertaining. I don't, I don't mind him at all. Yeah. You, you knew when he got into the business that he liked it because he uh, really enjoyed it. But and, and I think that, guys, as far as the whole J.R. Jim Ross scenario, I still long for the days of Ross and Lawler together again on Raw. But I don't know if that that'll ever happen. I'm not sure. I just I'm not a. I, I just I just don't like the fact that uh, that Lawler and Ross are not together. I know they wanted to change it up, switch it up. Give us a bit of a change, but uh, I don't like it. No, you know what? I, I totally agree. I think Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler have gelled very well. Since, you know, yeah. looking back up on okay. the it. SmackDown used to be Lawler and Cole, and they, they did fine. Yeah. It's just, you know what? Michael Cole is doing the best he can, and Bless yeah. is already doing a good job. I prefer Cole with Taz, though. Yeah. Just an opinion. No. Anyways. You're right. Ms. and Morrison setting up for the double gut buster on J.T. Dizzle. J.T. Dizzle. Is that what he calls himself? J.T. Dizzle. J.T. Dizzle. Oh, boy. Sounds like a bit of a porn name, don't you agree? <laughs> kind of. No. <laughs> what are we doing this porn king? The next oh, thing what, you think this the is next new? Thing you're going to say is that internet porn is good. I, I know you. There is absolutely... Nothing wrong, my good man, with good, healthy porn. Okay? None of this deviant stuff, none of this, but good, straight, wholesome, down-to-earth porn is nothing wrong with it. It's healthy. If you allow your relationship, whether you're with, with your girlfriend or your wife, to have a bit of spice and watch some porn... Right after you watch some wrestling, you, you, what you want to do is you want to watch some wrestling. You want to watch some porn. You want to have a good... Actually, you want to have a good meal while watching wrestling. Watch some porn. Make some love. Have a good night's sleep. Wake up. Go to the office. And, and you'll be much more clear about life in general. And, and are you of the opinion that porn is a bad thing? Absolutely not. No. Where okay. would you ever get something? I don't know. I got, got a bit of a feeling there for oh, a second. No, no. Is there anyone who downloads porn good on you? You know, and really, from the business that I came from, the strip business here in Western Canada, um, I, I equate the strip business a lot to professional wrestling. Costumes, body, promo, your ability to put yourself over in front of a crowd, and uh, no, Bottomstone Sports Club is not a strip bar. We're a sports bar, and uh, and we're all happy that Sunday Night Showdown is back here at Bottomstone Sports Club. Dave, what's going on in the chat room? Uh, I got disconnected from the chat room, actually, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's been quite active, and good. everybody's uh, in talking about, and you know, anybody some people like to visit the chat room, room, you're more than welcome to ask Absolutely. any questions at any time, so feel free to uh, chat away and ask away. Yeah, once you're, once I'm back in the chat, which I'm, I don't know why I'm not, but, uh, once you're back in the chat, made, Chad Gaspard is in, he's kicking ass, he just turned Johnny Morrison upside down with a huge lariat. I don't know, guys, what, what's your opinion? Who's winning this? I don't know, but speaking of huge, Man Mountain Mike in the house here at Bottoms Up Sports Pub now. Late. Did you miss your bus? Really? That's too bad. 
Anyways, what was your question? <laughs> How <are> you thinking? <laughs> No, this, this is an entertaining match. It really is. These are like two of the best tag teams right now in the WWE, which which isn't saying much because there's not a lot of tag teams. No. But these guys really stepped it up a notch. And uh, I, I'm going to see Crime Time Ooh. go over in this one. I, I think, you think so? I think Crime Time is going over. You think they're ready? I think they are. Oh, Johnny Morrison tried to steal one. Feet on the ropes. Broken up by the referee. No, I'm serious. I honestly think Crime Time's going over tonight. I, I just don't see... It's not the Miz and Morrison tonight. It's Crime Time. Well, yeah, it's too bad that it's not for a championship. Because Crime Time will ECW team against a Raw team. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. I'm kind of sick of seeing uh, Rhodes and DiBiase as the tag team champions. Because let's face it, Rhodes carries the team. I don't know what's going on with Ted DiBiase, but he just doesn't wrestle for any... Leaked the amount of time. Ladies and gentlemen, my pay-per-view pick was incorrect as Johnny Morrison hits the Moonlight Drive and Ms. and Morrison are your winners. Yeah, I didn't think that Double J that uh, the office was ready to take the stops from uh, Ms. and Morrison, but uh, I, I like the uh, I, li- I like the chemistry that these two teams have and hopefully the office will let them have a bit of a program over the next few months because they're very entertaining together, just like uh, uh, Matt Hardy and, uh, and Evan Bourne. Well, I'll be honest, I would like to see these two take the titles from DiBiase and Rose because, again, watching those two in the ring, if you ever watch a match, you see that Cody Rhodes carries 90% of the match. Ted DiBiase comes in, two moves, he's tagging Cody back in. I mean, has this kid not learned how to wrestle? What's the problem? Well, and maybe, maybe the office feels as though he is not ready, wrestling ability-wise, and, and that that's why, pardon me. Who is this? I don't know, but whoever it is. Who the hell is Tiffany? I have no idea. Who I don't know. I mean, Tiffany they, is, uh... But she's dressed like she's on up of the sun. Who's going to do that? a porno movie? That's a little sacrilegious. You know what? Think? That's one of the Bella twins. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, there's Maddie. Woohoo! Natalia Neidhart, baby. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think she's been playing in Ellie Neidhart's closet. I remember Ellie at one family wrestling show wore this very same outfit. Oh, Very same outfit. Don't remind me of something like that. But there's only one thing that that, that, uh, Maddie didn't have that Ellie had on at the pavilion that night. She had a ball gag, and I think that the anvil put it in her mouth. Think oh, about that for a second. Why? Oh. Did, my why do I after that one? Why would I want to listen to that? Holy good gravy! Oh mercy! All right, well, for all you are awake, no oh, mercy. This is Cyber Sunday. What did I say? You said, "Oh mercy." <laughs> all right, knockout. I quit. Or last man standing between the Big Show and the Undertaker. And the I'm answer is last man standing. Yep. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, you can still vote. Last man standing. You can still vote. They're telling us you can still vote for that one. I didn't think that match would be that early in the card. I would Uh, certainly think that the Intercontinental uh, title match should be coming up next. Yeah, now we're backstage with uh, Chris Jericho, the World Entertainment Champion. Yeah. Shark, do we want to get into that topic? Uh, you know what? I uh, later, later. I, I, don't like I do have a question, though. So Harmony shows up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I That's promised good. her I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I do have a question, though, for, for the distinguished panel 
here on Sunday Night Showdown on the SundayNightShowdown.com Wrestling Network. Okay. We got the great Kali backstage with Chris Jericho. What the hell's going on here? You know what? I've learned to speak his language. Is that Farsi? I don't know what it is. I think it is. I think it's Farsi. Sheikh Abdul Bashir speaks Farsi. I think that's one of the languages, Farsi. languages he speaks. And look at the Ringo Starr uh, sideburns on his manager. Yeah. So apparently Chris Jericho was soliciting help from uh, the great colleague backstage. And the great colleague gave him an, an emphatic no. Why is he trying to get help? I don't understand why he need help. I've got a question for the distinguished panel here on bottom or on uh, Sunday Night Showdown. Um, have you guys checked out Celebrity Championship Wrestling? Have you seen it? I have not seen that train wreck just yet. Oh my God! And Joey Styles once said, "Oh my fucking God!" God. Celebrity Championship Wrestling last night with. Um, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen, this is the highlight of the night. Celebrity Championship Wrestling, we'll get into it later, but uh, it was uh, a train wreck and a farce last night, especially with the Butterbean situation, but we'll talk about it at a later date. But if you get a chance uh, on on, uh, on the CW Network, um, check out Celebrity Championship, or TMT, pardon me, here in Canada, um, check out Celebrity Championship Wrestling. You absolutely will be shocked and amazed at the great levels of stupidity that this show is offering. Yeah, I, you know what? It just it just goes with the course. You know, you got you got the championship celebrity wrestling. You got Brooke knows best. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Well, Nick just got out of jail this week, and Nick will have his own show next week. And he and he said to his dad, "Is that a deal?" Yeah, Nick got out of jail this week, and to make sure that he uh, he had uh, cameras waiting outside the jail when he when he got out. So I love the way Santino says, "The hunky tonka man." The hunky tonka man. You know what? I got to say this about Santino Morello. He is the most entertaining aspect on Raw on the microphone. But when it gets down to the wrestling, yeah. I am not impressed with this kid at all. No. So, uh... <laughs> Sorry. You gotta know tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Hawkameter is dead. Yeah, oh yeah. After tonight, there will be no more Hawkameter. Although, you know what? For fans who weren't aware of it... Oh, wow, the Honky Dog Man was the champion for 64 weeks? That's pretty impressive. That guy has that to live on realistically for the rest of his life. I mean, that's that's a hell of an accomplishment. I mean, sure, you defended the belt once a month and you were on, on TV once a month and you faced a guy who was actually not a jobber only about once a month. But like I said, it's still a hell of a, a hell of an accomplishment. That's true because back when the Honky Tonk Man was the Intercontinental Champion, they did have the, you had to defend the title every, you know, once every 30 days. That was the stipulation. Chuck, there's Shaquille O'Neal, ladies and gentlemen, in the audience tonight. Of course, the uh, starting center of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Santino just caught a glimpse of Shaquille, and I think he backpedaled a little bit. Right, so they're in Phoenix last night. They took the ice out after the Calgary Flames defeated the Phoenix Coyotes 4-1 to last night. It's always nice to give Wayne Gretzky a loss, if we, if we can possibly do that. They're giving Santino a lot of time to talk right now tonight. 
Well, they got to build it up. He's got to he's got to disparage his opponents for tonight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we got some golden moments coming up on the microphone. Right. Uh, okay, for those ROH fans in the crowd, uh, we got November 14th. November 14th is the night of the uh, ROH show. There should there will probably be some replays. So, well, I don't know, my work schedule, your work schedule. His well, work you know what? That, that, we'll make a plan. Night. The Flames aren't playing that night. That's the night before the UFC 92 show. That's the main show event. With the main event for the heavyweight championship between the natural Randy Couture and the former next best thing, Brock Lesnar. So that's a good night for us here at Bottoms of Sports Club. Yeah. What's the name of the next Ring of Honor show? Uh, I don't know. So we'll have to we'll have to find out. Wow! Ladies and gentlemen, by a margin of one percent, Monkey Talk Man is the chosen to to have the match with Santino Morello for the Intercontinental Title. It was Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah. And Goldust 31%. So, wow. 65% of the audience who didn't want to see the Honky Tonk Man ended up splitting themselves and Honky rolled right through the middle. Isn't, that, isn't that what happened what, to uh, <laughs> to John McCain? And something similar to that. Internet Dave, double case of fans that disguise themselves here at Bottom Cup Sports Club. They're going to free. He looks great. Former North American heavyweight champion and stampede wrestling, the one and only Honky Tonk Man. Well, can I say this right here for you guys? He looks better tonight than he did the night I was reannouncing when he was here in town. Yeah, he uh, looked horrible that night. Rumor has, that night. rumor has it he's not drinking tonight. That's good. Right. Well, listen, he, he came to the ring drunk, didn't he? Absolutely. Didn't his wife come to the ring drunk, too? He came to the show drunk. Yeah. But yeah so wait a minute, wait a minute. I think we need to hear what the Honky Tonk has to say. I don't think he's going to wrestle. No? No. Okay. He almost lost a finger. Can they actually hear the audio of, of them talking there? Probably, yeah. I just don't want to have dead air. Uh-uh. He's cool, he's stocky, he's bad. He's a honky-tonk man. <laughs> Nobody can dance like a honky-tonk man. The crowd baiting off of every word coming out of his mouth. Hockey talk about Jerry the King Waller's first cousin. Yes. Yes. And bitter enemies. <laughs> Here's those, the uh, stick here. For those of you who couldn't hear, he said if Santino was the Intercontinental Champion for 10 consecutive years, he still wouldn't compare to, to the volume level with, with the music hit here at Bottoms of Sports Club was actually ear deafening. Absolutely. There's a couple of fans in the front row that won't shut up. <laughs> he's cool, he's cocky, he's bad. You know what, I think the majority of the fans are under 30 and have absolutely no idea who he is. And uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. he's giving us a bit of a dance tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And he waffles the honky-tonk man out of the, out of the, uh, 
hip hop kind of swerve. Oh, that's great. Charlie Haas will not appear in this match. But that was that was a much that was a way better booking angle with Double J's synopsis than what they're actually going to uh, oh, do right now. Have Honky bring him down to the ring and have Haas. Hockey Tonk Man or whatever. Yeah, that would have been much better. You know what, though? <clears throat> it's fine that they didn't do that. I just really hope Santino doesn't go over in this match. But yeah, it was funny because 65% of the fans didn't want hockey, so, and thir- only 35 did, but like I said, half the people voted for Goldust, 31%, and 34 voted for, uh, for Roddy Roddy Piper, and they basically split... The hate vote and the luck and the uh, the want vote went right through the middle. I, you know what? I'm surprised. I honestly thought Honky would be uh, would have been the majority vote. I mean, by one percent, that's that's shocking. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I have to admit, I'm surprised Dusty even showed up. Maybe it wasn't Dustin. Sorry. Maybe it wasn't it wasn't Dustin. Oh, it, oh, it was definitely. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I think they they would have. Hey, Dustin, you want to appear for one night in Phoenix? And not wrestle. Here's the thing. You can not show up for independent booking. It's okay. Yeah. WWE. What? He did. He, there he goes. He he DQ'd or no? Beth Phoenix will be removed from ringside. It looks like the referee DQ'd Santino Morales for outside interference from Beth Phoenix. I don't think so though. I think she just going to be sent away, but I did hear the bell ring. Yeah, so right. maybe, in fact, the referee did disqualify. He did. He did disqualify Santino Morella for outside interference from Beth Phoenix, your winner, the Honky Talk fan, but as you all know, the title can't change hands on a DQ. The important thing is here now is uh, Santino yelling at Beth for, uh, for getting him DQ'd and yeah. her, her uh, kind of cowering away in fear. Uh-oh. So... Their soul dust music hits, ladies and gentlemen. They're they're planning something for for tomorrow night, I imagine. This is disappointing. This means the honkometer can continue. Sixty-four to eleven right now. Oh, come on! The whole point of having the honkometer was for this moment. Yeah. Well, you you had to think that a guy who almost lost a finger about two weeks ago was going to be in no position to wrestle for more than about 30 seconds, and that's exactly what we got. Well, I, I see all three of these guys about to go to town on Santino. You guys notice how uh, bad Rowdy Roddy Piper looks lately? I think he looks all right. You do? Well, when he's been hanging out with Jake the State Roberts. <laughs> when he took his shirt off when him and Ric Flair won the tag team titles, about a year ago. Oh, yeah. There you go. Exactly. Is this going to continue? I think what they're going to do is they're going to each do their own finishing maneuver on Santino. Dustin's put on a bit of weight since TAU let him go. Well, maybe he's off the, uh, you know what, and eating well again. Yeah, probably. He was never on the gas. <laughs> We're talking about Dustin Rhodes? Are you serious? No, no. I mean, all the roll, what? Here it comes. As you might not know, Goldust uh, did not appear at, a, at a, an event in Stampede Wrestling a couple of years ago. Yeah, but he's, he's like not appeared for several events all over the place. Actually, let me correct you, Internet Dave. It wasn't a Stampede Wrestling 
event. It was the Bad News Allen Tribute oh, yeah, Super Show yeah. out in beautiful downtown Cochrane, Alberta. And uh, <laughs> um, it was supposed to have been Goldust on the card. He took the money and didn't take the flight. I'm just a honky-tonk, man. I'm cool. Okay, stop taking please. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely right. No question. Well, that's another... I almost feel like they're going to let him have that title for the longest time. And it, good. No, it's not good. It's not good? It's not good. Right. He is entertaining on the microphone, but come on. Intercontinental champions usually are talented in the ring. And the Intercontinental champion historically is the second best singles wrestler in the promotion. Behind the world, well, world heavyweight champion, WWE champion, but it's certainly not been that for quite some time. Well, I mean, let's face it. The whole point of the Intercontinental title is to have your guys that you're grooming for your World Heavyweight Championship to have that title yes. and get to that next level. It used to be when you were the Intercontinental Champion. You were the number one contender. Yeah, exactly. What the hell happened? The office forgot. All right. We're going to take another short break here. We'll be back in about three minutes. We're going to get some commercials ready to go for the next show, guys, but uh, you all know what CM Punk's music was. Sounds like he didn't even get to hear it during the show tonight. He didn't get voted in. So we'll be back in about three minutes. The showdown continues in a moment.
Sunday night showdown. You know, right now we've got the video package setting up for The Undertaker and Big Show. I, I gotta be real honest, Dave. I have not been too high on The Undertaker Big Show feud for the 110th time. Yeah, I know. Um, the thing is, is, a lot of people were surprised to see that that The Undertaker would face Triple H in Sma- on SmackDown this past week. And it was actually really good. So, I, I'm pretty sure that for the first time since WrestleMania 17, the greatest wrestling pay-per-view in the history of the planet Earth, that, um, that this is the first time they face each other. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just another guy for The Undertaker to line up and run over. And Shark, this is the same storyline The Undertaker's been in every for two-month segments every year for the last eight, ten years. Well, and uh, Dave, you're right. But uh, when you want from the, from the office, the, uh, there's only so many things they could do with The Undertaker. We were here the other night when, uh, when SmackDown was, was being shown, and uh, we said to each other, wow, it's, uh, it's The Undertaker and Triple H, and, uh, which I really like that, that pairing. I really think that the two of them together have great chemistry. Uh, no matter who the heel and who the baby is, although in this case these days, in this case these days, and all I have to say, I have to cut myself off, but all I have to say is, God rest Eddie Guerrero's soul, because you know what? He's better off where he is now than having to go home every night and, and look at her in the face. It would make him blind and want to kill himself anyways. And if you think that was in bad taste, that, that, that was not in bad taste. Can you believe this woman? They did put her on the air, but she gets good heat. No, she gets good heat. It. She gets the heat, but it's not the heat that you want. People just legitimately hate her. They hate her, and she's disgusting. I think she's actually Dan Meyer's mother. How do you like that? Just a theory. That's Vicky Guerrero is Dan Meyer's mother. And the answer is... There you go, last 49%. So, with a margin of 49%, I quit was at 42%. That's pretty close. But let's face it, if you had an I quit match between the Big Show and The Undertaker, not believable. Neither one of them is going to say I quit. Oh. Yeah. It makes no sense. You'd have to knock them out, and you can't do anything. Uh oh. Okay, 49% what? voted for last man's standing. What are you talking about? We know this already. Guys, I, got, I know. I, I, I got a question, though. What is, for, for, for you, you both... <laughs> I know exactly. No, 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 you don't. You don't. 
You have no idea where I'm going with this case. But what is the state? No, there's no gutter here. There's no gutter here. Legitimate question. What is the state of professional wrestling these days? Uh, double here, single there. Uh, as we import the official drink of Sunday Night Showdown. Dot com. Jack Daniels and Coke, ladies and gentlemen. And Internet Day will, in the next 20 minutes, be a lot funnier than what he has because he's actually <laughs> drinking Jack Daniels. But anyways, my question is, what is the state of the WWE when the person, in this case, Vicky Guerrero, draws more heat from the crowd than any wrestler in any of the three shows currently on television? What does that mean? Double J. Again, people legitimately hate her fucking guts. It has nothing to do with her being a wrestling anything. They just hate her guts. Her voice is like the sound of nails on a blackboard. On a fucking yeah. chalkboard, okay? It's just not good. I mean, granted, if you want to get somebody over, the best way to do it is put them with Vicky Guerrero. Yes. But, you know, in the three years Eddie Guerrero has been gone, I have seen nothing but just utter distasteful things involved with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. The Edge and Vicky Guerrero wedding, the making out on camera. You know what? I just can't stomach it. I'm sorry. But is I'm there any... Yeah. We're going to have Big Show and her start making out, which totally would have made me lose my lunch. That's disgusting. Is there anybody uglier in the WWE than Vicky Guerrero? Is there? I ask you. Texas. Okay, okay, you got me. You got me. Bestus is uglier than Vicky Guerrero, but it's close. Vicky cuts a better promo than Bestus. You know what? Bestus makes Vicky Guerrero look cute. Yes. That's saying a lot right there. Yeah. You know what? A catchphrase will take you a long way, and the crowd here at the bar and the crowd at, at the uh, American Airlines Arena in Phoenix was anticipating the excuse me catchphrase from Vicky Guerrero and, uh, and they it. got it. Then okay. they had to react. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. That's pretty accurate. Very good. That's pretty damn accurate, I think. That's what it sounds like. Oh, I, well, you know, now that I'm having a drink, this is when all the impressions come out. I don't know. <laughs> Alright, well, let's... Uh, oh, just a minute. There, there's another flashback that I'm having. I think that... Dave, I think you're, we're, we're, we're going to need to start taking notes. So we're going to have the... Internet Dave presents the Sunday Night Showdown Wrestling Trivia segment. Okay. All right. We're going to have the Sunday Night Showdown presents guess the the impersonation of Double J. Okay. So that'll be another stunning prize giveaway that we can attempt. And we're just going to and feel free, ladies and gentlemen, via the chat room to give suggestions on certain segments that you'd like to see here on Sunday Night Showdown live twice a month, maybe, I think three times a month now, Well, here at Bottoms of Sports Club. Let's run that down. Uh, we'll, give you, we'll give you the breakdown for the rest of the year, at least. Okay, well, we're off next week, correct? We're off and next week, yeah. Sunday, November 9th, 6 o'clock Mountain. TNA presents Turning Point. You got it. Take it, Dave. Five days later, uh, one way or the other, we should be able to do the ROH show. Which is, we'll have to get the name of that. On the 14th, yeah. Right. The unnamed ROH pay-per-view. We'll have to invite as well, uh, maybe Canada's greatest Ring of Honor experts, our own 
kid. Well, we're not, well, we're not going to call him. We're just gonna, we'll go with Jason Clevitz. Yeah. Maybe we'll have Kid Clevitz on the air here on Sunday slash Friday night showdown for the uh, for the Ring of Honor pay per view. And I don't know if you guys heard it, but there was a uh, a Ring of Honor show the other day, and right after the show, Ring of Honor owner uh, Terry Stokin. For whatever reason, and we don't know yet, the, the speculation has been running rampant, but long-time Ring of Honor head booker Gabe Sapolsky has been, well, we don't know if it was unceremonious, for whatever reason, he's no longer, not only not anymore the head booker, but he's no longer in any way, shape, or form with Ring of Honor, and, and guys, something it has got to give here, uh, something happened and this happened out of the blue. This wasn't anything planned that Gabe Sapolsky was going to retire. Something must have happened that triggered the uh, the way that Gabe Sapolsky left or was fired. We, we don't know from Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know, that's, you know what's going on there? Uh, well, according to rest of you, from, thanks to Bob McGee of rest of you for posting this just this morning, uh, PW Insider, Mike Johnson of PW Insider, and pwpts.com will give all the, the proper uh, credit. Terry uh, Silken removed Gabe Sapolsky as the booker after last night's show in Edison, New Jersey. Johnson's story from uh, the insider says, the company is going in a different direction, in quotes. And now Sapolsky, one of the founders of the company, is Gonzo. Well, and I know that uh, having spoken with uh, Jason Clements, uh at length about the whole Ring of Honor situation, and Clements was pretty tight with Gabe Sapolsky and interviewed him for a number uh, a number of different occasions. Uh, uh, and I have not talked, spoken with Jason since the parting of the ways between Ring of Honor and Gabe Sapolsky, but something's fishy here. That just to announce a, a parting of the ways as a company is going in a different direction leads me to believe that. Owner Terry Silken was very unhappy with something that Gabe Sapolsky did or did not do, and uh, only time will tell, guys, what happened with Sapolsky either quitting or, or or getting fired from Ring of Honor. We'll have to find out. Right. Well, yeah, well, sir, I think with this just happening on a Sunday morning, I think more news is going to come out later in the week, but if, if there was... One thing that was right about Ring of Honor, it, it was the booking. And uh, if Sapolsky's out as the booker, that tells you something. Fantastic. Uh, I've really, due to the fact that I've been becoming overly bored with both TNA and WWE products, I've been watching Ring of Honor now quite closely for about three months now, guys. And uh, I find it to be very entertaining uh, very action-packed, high-paced, fast, uh, old-school, hard-hitting wrestling, um, and, and I was really enjoying it. And the the uh, the characters on the show, the uh, the psychology of the matches and the finishes were absolutely fantastic. And obviously, as head Booker, Gabe Sapolsky was a big part of that. So it'll be very interesting to see without him what direction, not only the company, but the actual physicality of the booking of the matches 
goes. Well, let's face it, Ring of Honor has been for the last three or four years, and even prior to that, has been like the new ECW. Absolutely. So, I don't really know what's going on. I mean, Einstein left years ago. And look at all of the prominent, look at all the prominent workers, guys, that, that have, in the last few years, come out of Ring of Honor, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, AJ Styles, so on and so forth, that have come into Evan Bourne, that have come into either TNA or WWE from a strong seasoning period in Ring of Honor. And, and anybody that has escalated their careers from Ring of Honor to TNA to WWE have had good careers. They've been very good workers. Uh, and, and you look at any of the current stars in Ring of Honor, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castiglione, one of my favorite tag team in wrestling today, the Briscoe Brothers. Yep. You guys watch a match. There was a match in their last pay-per-view with the Briscoe Brothers and, and, and two Canadian boys from, from Montreal, Kevin Steen and El Generico. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a tag team clinic? There are some talented guys there, and, and everybody that's, that's graduated from Ring of Honor and gone on have been outstanding, in my humble estimation. Yeah. You know what? I think a lot of people will make the argument that, uh, especially in tag matches like you were talking about, that ROH tag matches and multi-man matches can become more Mysterio-esque circus wrestling, where they're just executing move to move to move to move, just to say, hey, look at all the moves we can do. This is not high squat, high squat, high squat, but, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's just, hey, look at all the high spots we can do versus telling the story of the matches and the guys actually... Uh, feeling their <coughs> feeling the, the bumps and, and gradually getting less and less and less and less versus just doing acrobatic gymnastics in, in a ring. I don't agree, but that is an opinion. Well, and maybe for somebody that doesn't know the product of Ring of Honor, I find that having watched the product pretty closely over the last three or four months, that in fact, Dave, that's not, and Jeff, that's not the case. That it's not a high spot fest in, in their tag and six man and 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 the recently held dragon shape matches. Um, not not at all. That that the the booking and the the uh, the theory behind what they're doing is all wrapped around the story of what's been told. And uh, no, I I really think that that their that their product is very entertaining, a lot of fun. Their one downfall as far as their one downfall as far as Watching the product, in my humble estimation, they need a better play-by-play and color commentary team. The guys aren't bad. They're not great. And we'll have to see how Ring of Honor progresses. Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because they are actually in the process right now of trying to secure a TV deal. Right. So, I mean, that, that now could be made in the very near future that they have a television deal. I hope that they do get a television deal. Sure. And they're on pay-per-view. In the States, in Canada, um, buy rates less than desirable, but it gives them a, a month-to-month presence uh, on TV. And their pay-per-views are, are, are very affordable at only $10. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. I kind of want to break into the pay-per-views for sure. a second, guys. Uh, a couple of minutes ago, The Undertaker took a, took a chair and rammed it into the throat of the Big Show. And uh, Big Show was down for the seventh count and came back into the ring. They're actually trading fisticuffs in the ring as we speak. This has been a really 
physical match between both of these guys, I expected no less. But I, I gotta say, who do you think is gonna win this match, and who needs to win this match? Because really, where do you go from here? Well, that's an excellent question. Where do you think the office is gonna take the taker, take the big show? Um, you know, you can talk about what's gonna happen, but I think that uh, whoever comes out of this match as being the last man standing will move on, and uh, whoever doesn't might be pushed down the uh, the ladder somewhat. But uh, I think that I don't know. I, I really think that at this point, if you had to uh, bet, you, you'd have to think that uh, that uh, the Undertaker is is, is going to go over in this match. Well, you would think the Undertaker would definitely go over because let's face it. The Undertaker in recent weeks has been beaten and tumbled by the Big Show. So tonight, oh my God, as, as the Big Show attempted a show slam, the Undertaker reversed it into a rolling DDT. Big Show is down, and the Undertaker is getting to his feet. The count has begun. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. Uh, you know what? This could go for a while. I mean, I really hate to think that I've heard rumors that Edge could be returning tonight to, to start this all over again. I think before tonight, The Undertaker's last five pay-per-view matches were all against Edge. I mean, it's a hell of a rivalry, but I think this goes another month. I don't know how, but if Jericho and Michaels can have an unsanctioned match and that still not be the end, then this isn't the end of the of these two, I don't think. Yeah, technically, it is kind of the end because they haven't really booked him into a a match with Jericho. Now it's Batista and Jericho. Yeah, which hasn't been built up well at all, I don't think. Well, that's the WWE build. Yeah. They don't build up anything worth a damn anymore. And they let programs run for way too long when they need to be wrapped up pretty quick. Like Kane and Mysterio? Enough already. Exactly. You had a clean winner in, in Rey Mysterio tonight. Why would the, what would the logic be behind continuing the feud? A clean finish is generally, over the course of wrestling history, the end of the feud. Well, you know, if somebody goes over clean, if there's a botch, if there's a DQ, uh, not a clean finish, then there's a reason to continue along the feud. Clean finish and the feud. You're right. One of the big problems that I'm having right now with the psychology in the WWE is that they're, the monsters are not monsters anymore. Kane's getting beat by Rey Mysterio. By a midget! The Undertaker is immortal. He's the dead man. He rises from the dead. He overcomes the odds. And we've seen him so human in the last three or four years that it, it just, it, it's funny to me. Like the Undertaker gets his ass handed to him all the time. And it's not a big deal. Well, it's the same, sorry, it's the same thing, but the opposite, like it is with the Dudleys. The Dudleys in TNA, ECW, WWE, they can lose every night, but they don't. They never lose their heat because they know exactly what to do, and the fans still want to see them get beat, and they forget about all the losses. I mean, I have to shirt. We see the replay here as the Undertaker uh, crosses himself on the top rope, going for a jump move, and falls all the way to the ground. Very athletic. The guy must be in the gym eight days a week, I think, to maintain this. Sure, he's only wrestling these kind of big matches maybe, maybe once a month. But for a guy who's probably, what, 47, 48, Shark, very, very athletic. 
Mark, Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, 47 years old, and uh, maybe looking better than he's looked in a number of years right now. Oh, he, you know what? He he's is phenomenal shape. His life. Yeah. I've never seen this guy look this tone. And he hasn't had th- these many consecutive athletic matches in a long time either. He, he's doing a lot more. Like, I mean, he didn't have to do that top rope crotch spot all the way to the floor scene. He didn't have to do that, but he did it. And I'll remind you, if you're if you're paying attention, if you got the show on live, this is not the TNA last man standing rules. This is WWE last man standing rules, where if you're down, they start the 10 count versus meaning the pinfall first. You know, again, I started to see a little bit of the doubt. I'm glad you brought that up. I give them a little bit of doubt. I enjoy, I enjoy the athleticism that their talent puts on oh, yeah. every time they get in the ring. Those guys give it 200%. They bust their ass. The problem I have with TNA is when it gets to the scripted finishes or the creative bullshit that they make the guys do. And I'll tell you something. A perfect example, Shark. Is uh, we were sitting here for uh, for Bound for Glory. Yes. The, well, I guess technically the night after, as the Undertaker choke slammed into the ECW table. <laughs> Sorry, I had to show you styles out. Very right, good. I'm go back to the pay per view. The big show has just choke slammed the Undertaker to the announce table from the uh, from the barrier that surrounds the ring, and he is down. This could be it, ladies and gentlemen. Will the Undertaker get up? Will he stay down? I don't know, Dave. What do you think? I think he's going to get up at about eight and a half. He's going to get Triple up. He's going to get up. To nine and a half, uh, get up, basically. Why doesn't he sit up anymore? Uh-oh. Like, what happened to that? He used to sit up. Nine? Oh, he'll get up. He'll get up. He's up. Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson stalls. That's head count, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Show just won this match. 9.8. won this match because Charles Robinson, at 9, <laughs> was helping the Undertaker. That was terrible. Yeah. Unbelievable. But getting back to where we left off, Kevin Nash comes out the night after uh, Bound for Glory and says, Hey, Kevin, why'd you screw over Samoa Joe? Because uh, he disrespected Scott Hall 10 months ago. I almost fell out of my chair. It was so fucking horrible. You know what? That was bullshit. He swore to double take. I, I heard that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a Jack Daniels talking. You know, speaking of Scott Hall, I got some disturbing news today. More disturbing news on Scott Hall. Uh, Over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And oh, boy. Sorry to say, I don't even want to report this. Yeah. Former uh, WWE, WCW wrestler, Scott Hall, apparently tried to commit suicide on either Friday or Saturday. Reports were pills could be involved. Uh, I just believe he is at a hospital somewhere near his home. He was scheduled on Halloween night to be a part of uh, Insane Clown Posse's Juggalo Championship Wrestling Show in Detroit, along with Tracy Smothers. I don't really know what the details are, if that's going to happen now. But from the reports that I have received, Scott Hall has apparently attempted suicide this past weekend. So my thoughts and prayers go out to Scott Hall. God rest his soul. You know what? Scott Hall was one of my favorite athletes in the WWF. Razor Ramon, to me, was one Great of the characters. Great character. He performed that gimmick so well, and he never really got his shot at being a world champion. 
And you know what? I'm pulling for Scott Hall to recover. And if somebody can intervene for Scott Hall, like Tab, Sean, Triple H, somebody intervene and get that guy some help. Do it now. Well, you know what? Um, back in my younger days when my grandfather was partners with Vern Gagne in the old AWA, we watched a very athletic Scott Hall grow up um, in the AWA and obviously become a very successful uh, at the time, tag team wrestler with the late great Kurt Henning. And Scott has battled demons his entire adult life with alcohol and drug addiction. Um, just a short couple of weeks ago, he appeared at a uh, uh, a bit of a roast for, for none other than the uh, the Iron Sheik. And he was uh, um, he was with a number of, of, of famous wrestlers. And uh, got out of hand, and uh, he, he really, uh, it was all over YouTube and all over the internet oh, yeah. what happened. You know what happened then, right? go ahead. The, the, the problem with that was, and, and I applaud Scott Hall, because he did the right thing, yeah. in my opinion. Had I been there, I would have got on that stage and kicked the crap out of that stupid fucker. Yeah. For making right. a comment about Owen Hart. Exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Scott Hall stood up yep. and did something about it. Now, well, Randy, and he would have done worse had Scotty Riggs. No, I've been there to pull him, pull him away. But, uh, you know, getting back to the whole Scott Hall thing, Double J and Internet Dave, um, it's really sad. I mean, you know, Scott, in, in his heyday as Razor Ramon, was arguably one of the greatest characters in the history of WWEF. And uh, um, he's, he's had a hard time. And, and he's, he's had a hard time since he's been out of the limelight. He had a bit of a of a run in TNA a couple of different times, and a couple of different times um, he was his own worst enemy in not being able to show up, and when he did show up, he was inebriated, and you know, you, you make your own good luck in life, and we're all, we're all grown adults, and, and if he, the old saying goes, you have to want to help yourself, and if you're battling demons and your back is up against the wall, we only can hope and pray that since Scott unsuccessfully tried to commit suicide, that maybe somebody, whether it's Shawn Michaels, whether it's Kevin Nash, whether it's Triple H, can help Scott Hall turn uh, the corner on the road to recovery, and uh, and hopefully he'll be okay because uh, deep down he's a good guy. Well, back to the pay-per-view. Uh the Big Show apparently tried to knock out The Undertaker. But it's no, there's no tapping. He got up at the count of, of eight, and Big Show just waffled him with a chair. The Undertaker has wrapped his submission move around the head of The Big Show. This is it for Big Show. He is out. He tried tapping. The referee said, no go, man. It's not going to happen. He is out. He's out. That dragon sleeper is nasty. It's, it's a... It's a UFC style, and I mean, I'm, I, I saw the UFC show last night, and I have a couple of friends who are just addicted to it, and they've been really teaching me a lot. I'm still not that into it, but the, what I, I never understood from the very beginning, and I'm just getting through now, is if a guy's on his back, with his back to the mat, that's where he wants to be. To me, in a real life fight or whatever, I would, that's exactly where I wouldn't want to be, but proof positive there, although in an exaggerated sense, you can do more on your back than you can anywhere else. 
Undertaker. And as predicted, The Undertaker is your last man standing. After the Dragon Sleep for a double count, the, the, the Big Show couldn't get up. The Undertaker got up at about 9.8 and then fell to the ground again. The double count, The Undertaker did get up. The Big Show did not get up. And you have your winner, The Big Show. The Big Show dies tonight, as according to the sign we just saw here in Phoenix. But uh, The Undertaker wins this match. But, guys, knowing Vicky Guerrero the way I do, I don't think this is over. Knowing Vicky Guerrero the way you do. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You know our up close and personal days. Not as well. Something that we, you just took a trip not too long ago. Did you go see Vicky Guerrero? What is this knowing Vicky Guerrero? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Do you fucking know Vicky Guerrero? Wait a minute. I think Dave knows Vicky Guerrero, and, and he's not telling you something. All I know is that the truth serum that we've made Internet Dave and Jess tonight by the Jack Daniels, maybe he's coming out with the actual truth, and the fact of the matter is that you're having an affair with Vicky Guerrero, aren't you, Dave? <laughs> Can you confirm or deny it, Dave? <laughs> Uh, no, the sucker's got to know. I can see the chat's going to have a little bit of fun on my Spencer for the next couple of years. Suckers, got to know. That's for you guys. That's it. The sucker's got to know, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, we're having fun. It's sounds like Nick Bowles, sucker. We are having fun here on the showdown tonight. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back, motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Shark, you got to tell us in advance. What are the little sharks going to be dressed as this uh, this Friday night, October the thirty first? They're going to. You got to spoil it for us. They're they're a uh, spoiler, a Halloween spoiler. Halloween spoiler. Wow. Yeah. Well, we uh, <laughs> we we were we were at odds in the uh, in the shark household. What to dress up the uh, the shark kids as this this year? Last year, last year they were dressed up as a uh, a ghost. And a turtle, and it was—it left me with a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach for a long time, as I envisioned my children at a KKK reunion. But having said that, um, this year they're—they're going to—they're going to waltz around the uh, the neighborhood here in Southwest Calgary, um, brandishing a couple of bottles of Jack Daniels. And keep in mind, my sons are 16 months old and yeah. four years old. And ladies and gentlemen, the Sharks kids this year are going out on Halloween as the Hart Foundation, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and Brett the Hitman Hart. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I'm not joking here, Shark. If you get photos, we'll post the photos on SundayNightShowdown.com if, if you're willing to, because I think that'd be hilarious. Absolutely. I got some other photos from a, a couple of different nights here at Bottoms of Sports Club that I'd like to submit to the, to yeah. the, uh, to the Internet Posting Committee on SundayNightShowdown.com. Um, for, for review to post on the website that I'm sure will increase traffic on the website a thousand percent. Well, we'll have to talk to the bosses because it's up to the bosses as to what they want to do. All right. They bought the name. It's up to them. All right. Well, still to come, the two, ten, the two title matches. Is it going to be... Oh, yeah. Is it going to be Hardy, Kozlov, or Hardy and Kozlov? And is it going to be... Uh, a, which one of the special guest referees will appear when Jericho... Faces Batista here. And is it going to be anybody else other than Stone Cold Steve Watson? Hell no. No. Hell no. Again, just like the trade dog made last night, 
The WWE's kind of dropping the ball on this one because everybody knows it's going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. But in all actuality, it should be Shawn Michaels. Should be story wise, it should be. I mean, they're kind of just taking a shit on that, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, There's no way to do but it's definitely going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin as we as we cut to Chris Jericho talking to Mike Adamley in the back about how he's afraid he's going to lose his championship tonight. Mike Adamley Mike Adamley's face seems to be melting as we speak right here tonight. Are you really digging Adamley as a general manager? Absolutely not. Game gone. Get him out of there. He's got about as much personality as this glass I'm drinking out of. Don't forget, and don't forget. Mike Adamley, former Kansas City Chief running back. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That's an athleticism. He, did, he had a stellar career in the National Football League. But as a general manager of Raw, see that picture of Ronald Reagan behind him? I think yeah. Reagan would make a better general manager, and Ronald Reagan is dead. I think uh, he's, he's, only been, he's only been on the show for about two to three minutes the last few weeks, two to three minutes a night, and... Uh, at least we're not being subjected to Vicky Guerrero-esque levels when it comes to Adam Lee as we are Guerrero because two general managers in two consecutive shows overproducing the show on camera is annoying on its own as Taz is going to reveal the results of the winner of the Diva Halloween costume contest. You know, and it's Taz that's introducing the Divas. Yeah, why is Jerry the King Lawler exactly. not doing the Divas spot? Like, did he not take his Viagra tonight? I mean, what's going on? Well, if you need to be reviewed, Candice Michelle is as Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Michelle McCool is a military person. G.I. Ho. Uh, G.I. Ho, yeah. Maria is a bunny. She's a dumb bunny, too. Uh, I don't know who that. Oh, uh, Katie Lee Virtual, who can wrestle, ladies and gentlemen. Victoria as as a banana. Victoria is the ugliest person in the WWE, and except for Mickey Guerrero. To me, wrestle, guys. To me, the winner by a long shot, Mickey James as as Tomb, the Tomb Raider Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider character. Disagree. She wins it by a her mother's outfit. That is an absolutely fantastic outfit. Although I vote, I voted tonight. I voted 38 times for Natalia Neidhart, and she and I know she will appreciate that from me. You know what? I'm gonna say Kelly Kelly is a camel toe. Princess Layla all the way. What's that? Princess Layla. Princess Layla. I'm sure Trey Dog sitting back voting for Kelly Kelly. Who's the Oriental girl? It's Princess Layla. Uh, the, the 2007 Diva winner who, I can't remember her name. I like Maurice as the French The outfit, Dave, of any of the Divas, it unequivocally belongs to Mickey James. Oh, are you joking? Terrible. It's, it's the terrible. best one. Mickey it's, James is the best one. Are you kidding? I, I have to say that the worst it's costume fantastic. is Victoria. Is Victoria the banana? The banana. Right. Well, I'm, not, I'm not down with the nun either. That's not cool at all. Really? You, you've never been with a nun? Uh, I don't know. You mix religion and, and, and sex, and it really doesn't do it for me. Shark, shark has none. I, I don't like it. I don't. Damn it, I don't like it. Jeff, are you have scruples. Are you part of that? You can't mix religion no, and sex. It doesn't it. work for me. I'm not going to spend money on text messages. Oh, boy. As everybody goes to buy their last-minute nachos. It's time to go to the bathroom, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, come on. Victoria's a little bit too excited. Mickey James! 
Oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely! Guess who called that one, folks? Speaking of porn, Mickey James once again goes on the casting couch and performs the deed. And here we go. Look at her stomach, damn I know. pregnant. I'm starting to think her little nights with John Cena went somewhere. They went right in her mouth. I, I think they went right in her mouth. It's terrible. It's disgusting. So now this has turned into a um, Diva Battle Royal. What the hell is Mickey James doing? Like carrying? She's protecting Marilyn Monroe. Oh my God! She's got her gun out. This is a cluster. And supposed to Shark, who's also got his gun out right now. Shut up, oh, yeah. all the. Wait a minute. <laughs> who who said that? Apparently the uh, the face girls knocked the heel girls out of the ring. You know what, Dave? You just went from six to midnight, so just hush. <laughs> well, who's about to join us this evening? And right out of the diva cluster, our own, our own. Thank you, thank you very much, thank you. Our own Sunday night showdown diva herself, Absolutely. Harmony, has joined us at the broadcast location here at Sunday night showdown. Can you hear this microphone? Yeah, we're we're uh, hooking up Harmony for the fourth and final microphone tonight. Just testing the uh, testing the levels, and we are getting all four. So, uh, like I said, it's in the archives. Who predicted the diva contest correct? Me. That's who. Mickey James. Yes, you got it right. Mickey James. She won. She won the diva contest, Dave. Whoop de doo. Whoopity doo. I'm so excited. Whoopity doo. Not as excited as you, my friend. That's the sound of Dave tooting his own horn, ladies and gentlemen. Whoopity doo, indeed. All right, before the final two here, we will run it down. Okay. Uh, Shelton over our truth in the uh, prelim before the show started. Ray Noholds Bard over Kane. Matt Hardy over Evan Bourne. Miz and Morrison over Crime Time. Honky Tonk Man over deep, deep disqualification over Santino Morella and The Undertaker. It was the Honky Tonk Man. It was the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. Wayne Paris. And The Undertaker over The Big Show in the last man standing match, which was fucking incredible. Really good. Our truth in the internet pre show against Sheldon Benjamin Sheldon and, Sheldon Sheldon. and Sheldon retained. He did it. The two of them have great chemistry together. I, I love the whole program. They've got some them and, and, and Bourne and Hardy and the tag team outstanding. Yeah. And now, of course, we're getting set up for uh, Triple H versus Kozlov or Triple H versus Hardy, or is it Triple H versus Kozlov and Hardy? I'm yeah. going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say... Triple H versus Nikolai Volkov. It's going to be Triple H in a triple threat match against Jeff Hardy and Vladimir Kozlov. That would be great. Not only am I going out so far as to say that's the match, but Vladimir Kozlov tonight will become the new WWE Champion. Wow. With a pinfall over Jeff Hardy, I guarantee it. Once again, once again, the Harmony, double J, all night long going out on a limb, and, and so far... He's falling off the limb every time. The tree's broken, the limb is broken, nothing right once, and once again, we'll have to see what the prediction 
if it comes to fruition. The world entertainment, entertainment champion? Quite possibly. He's a... He's entertaining match? Yes. Because he's an entertainer, damn it. Yeah, not a wrestler. We don't refer to our entertainers as wrestlers anymore because if they're wrestlers, then the state and provincial um, governing bodies, the boxing and wrestling commissions, then would have jurisdiction, and that's not what Uncle Vince wants at all. Well, you know what? I don't even want to watch WWE anymore. If I'm not going to be watching wrestling, I don't want to watch it. The world's best technical entertainer just does not sound right to me. You know, and then, and then there's the, the whole Jim Ross, you know, like, oh my God, he's been broken in half. He's an entertainer, damn it. He's got a family. He's an entertainer. I mean, is that what we're looking forward to now? I don't is that know. what we're going to have to listen to? That's what apparently we're going to be fed. He's an entertainer, damn it. He's got a family. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. I I just don't understand. I mean, okay. Granted, from that point, I can understand it. But when you take wrestling out of your product, what are you left with? You're left with shit. And by the way, at this point, we're going to reveal while Dave was gone, um, doing some producing and some directing in, in the studio in the back. We had a little bit of a chat room internet poll, and, and Dave, at this time, we're going to announce that um, in our chat room tonight, while you were gone, we had a little bit of a poll, and by a whopping 92%, the chat room has, has decided by a whopping 92% that they in fact think that you have not, at any time in the past, slept with Vicky Guerrero. Well, that is true. I know how many missed the whole thing earlier on. You, you, oh, wow! For the fifteenth month in a row, it's Jeff Hardy versus Triple H. Congratulations, WWE audience! Wow, you guys are dropping the ball tonight. Jeff on a solo, fantastic with a triple threat. A triple threat would have been great. It would have been, and it would have been a title change. Now I can't see Jeff Hardy beating Triple H. And let's face it, Triple H needs to drop the strap. He's got to have somebody, and this is not the way. You know what? Maybe Jeff Hardy will take the title tonight, and then Kozlov will kill him on, on next week. That's exactly what's going to happen. Kozlov is going to interfere. Jeff Hardy is going to take it. It's not going to be clean, and then he's going to drop it right away. I actually think you're both wrong, and Triple H retains. Well, he is the best entertainer going right now. Guys, nice for the uh, 5% of the of the voters out there who spent 99 cents on their text messages to vote for Vladimir Kozlov individually, you obviously don't need your money, you don't want your money, and you don't have care about your money. So if you don't care about your money, give it to me, because it's a lot better than giving it to Vince McMahon. I can really use it. You know, what the hell was that? This isn't a forum for solicitation on your behalf to, to get our good listeners to give you money, is it? Hey, if, if they want to give it to me, I'll take I, I really don't even know what to say. I mean, people that, that are spending all this money for these text messages, I mean, I've always known that there's idiots out there that will spend their whole paycheck and give it to the WWE, but I just don't understand the process of it. 
That's turned up all the way. Oh, okay. All right. That's the one I had originally that you couldn't hear on. Oh, okay. All right. We'll make it work. You're just going to have to talk loud. Have you ever heard a sexy woman yell? That's not pretty. That's Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, luckily, you, luckily you, you ended up missing that, so. All right, anyway, I guess this will be an entertaining match. I mean, these guys do have good chemistry together, and the matches have been good. It's just, you know what, this is the most pointless pay-per-view. All the matches we've pretty much seen about a dozen times, with the exception of Santino and the Honky Tonk Man, which had potential to be good. And I, I know his finger fucked, but come on. No, he was totally sober. But it was it was a it was a DQ. Because the honky tonk man doesn't bump and he doesn't lose. But even still, we we I wanted to see at least one title change tonight. It's looking like that's not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. And honestly, you can't have a pay per view without a title change. Not a good one, anyway. It's not been very good so far at all. No, and it's like I reiterated last night. Why do we even have Cyber Sunday? I don't know why they even have it. You know what? I made this suggestion. Why don't they go back to stealing WCW pay-per-views and bring back Halloween Havoc? I would go. I would love to see, you know, spin the wheel makes a deal. Because they make money off Cyber Sunday. They make money. All the thousands of people that sent in the text message at a buck a pop. True, but not entertaining. Halloween Havoc was entertaining, and having a flashback the Steiner Brothers in a cage, strapping in Abdullah the Butcher in an electric chair, the lights going out, and and fireworks going off. That was fun. The Chamber of Horrors spin the wheel, make the deal, which shakes the Snake Roberts and Sting. The, the coal miners club. The coal miners club that turned a pole. I was, all of it. Everything that was associated with Halloween Havoc and Halloween this Friday was fantastic. You remember you remember Halloween Havoc ninety three when it was Cactus Jack and Big Van Vader in the Texas Death Match? Probably one of the best Texas Death matches I've ever seen in my life. Like Halloween Havoc was a good theme pay per view. And every match in the card was a gimmick match. And it was well done. Now granted there were a couple of exceptions to having good shows. Like, I remember 97 when they had friggin' Hogan and Savage, and then Piper came out, and it was the feud of the decade. I mean, there were some noticeable turds, but... You're gonna get that, but if they're trying to force-feed this to us as a fan-interactive good pay-per-view, they've failed, failed miserably so far. But see, that's the problem. That's the problem in a nutshell. Vince would get back to the basics and realize that the reason he's not making the money is because he's gotten away from what made the product successful. Right. And instead of trying to branch out and find other ways of making the money, get back to the basics and put back what wrestling was and what it should be. I'm, you know what? You're not. <laughs> because I know what it's like when you yell. And oh, that's boy. not it. That's not entirely true, Harmony. For all our I would like to hear as to what level you can reach decibel wise when you yell. When you yell. Out of the gutter. No, no, no. Not in the gutter. As a matter of fact, 
Dave, you got your pen ready? I do. We're going to have another contest on Sunday Night Showdown. The Battle <laughs> of the Wives Yelling. We're bringing Mr. Shark. Oh, God. We'll have Harmony. We'll have a yell-off. No, you wouldn't. Oh, I haven't heard you yell. I haven't heard you yell. I don't want to. No? We're doing a big year of Mr. Tedrick. Anyways. Oh, mercy me. Oh, okay. Do we? We're not going to give that mic a mic, are we? Hell no. Hey, thank you. All right. I'm not giving you a microphone. You're on the fucking show. <laughs> he should not show the show. Okay, so Dave. After three years of wanting to say it, he finally said it. Okay, so what matches do we have left after H and Hardy? We got Batista Jericho with a special guest. That's it. That is it. Okay. Uh, the, the world entertainment champion. The world entertainment entertainment champion. No, the world heavyweight entertainment champion. That's right. So, so they're going to name themselves W. They're going to go from WWF to WWE to WEE. World entertainment entertainment. Well, they just change it to WRE, and it could be We Are Entertainment. That's good. <laughs> I'm liking that. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking, Seth, uh, we should uh, rename the company. Uh, we are entertainment, the WRE. Yeah, me and Freddie Prinz are going to rename We're not going to call our, our entertainers superstars. They're entertainers. And by God, I like it. They're certainly not wrestlers. And if you don't agree... Yes, the impersonation. Oh, wait, that'll be next week. Like, seriously, Vince McMahon needs to take himself or Freddie Prince Jr., fly <laughs> their fucking asses to Hollywood in his Lear jet. Shut it up real nice. And make movies and make TV shows and let somebody like Shane McMahon or Stephanie and Triple H book the fucking wrestling shows. And let's move on and let this become wrestling, not bullshit entertainment. And speaking of wrestling, I've seen on another one of our uh, 85 dozen monitors here at Bottoms Up Sports Club a replay of Impact featuring Sheikh Abdul Bashir and uh, Sanjay Dutt, and these guys are great together. You want to talk about wrestling and not entertainment? Wrestling is what these guys do. Well, don't forget that uh, at Down for Glory, um, Black Machismo, Jay Lethal won that, uh, that whatever the fuck they're calling it, uh, Cage of Doom, let's, for a better term. Steel Asylum. Steel Asylum. Bust his ass in a Steel Asylum match to lose in two minutes on the live yeah. show to Sheikh Abdul Bashir yeah. because TNA concentrates 80% of their show on two, ang- on two angles. That's TNA's biggest problem for the last year is that they don't get, like, equal time for equal treatment. It's two angles dominate 80% of the show. Even with WWE, you can't say that. Well, Jeff Hardy with the hat rack cracked. If you don't know what that is, it's a face buster suplex. Just letting you know, Dave. Hat rack crack. I like that. That's a good name. Well, that's what K-Quick used to call it. You know, R-Truth. Oh, you mean he was Ron Kane? I'm sorry, when he's in the WWF. <laughs> My bad. 
I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, you know, when he used to wrestle and not entertain. I just, you know what? I really don't know what to call on this whole entertainer thing. Oh, it annoys the fuck out of me, too. Harmony's jacked up and upset, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm surprised that JR hasn't started saying, he's the most technical entertainer in the match. Jeff Hardy's a, he's a, he's a risk-taking entertainer. <laughs> risk, yeah, probably risk-taking individual. He's a suicidal entertainer. Exactly. Degrees of entertainers is, is all we're, we're trying to find out here. Oh, Crippler Crossface. Yeah, yeah and why, back, you know? why in God's name... Is Triple H using this finishing maneuver? Because he used to use it all the time. Ever since he started wrestling Benoit, he's used that move. Yes. Harmony, quit pulling my wire. Thank you. Very entertaining. I beg your pardon? Will you control your wife over here? Oh, you want to go home with her? It's Halloween. <laughs> you know what? I didn't know this was turning into a swap meet. Jesus. You know, you Stop to the match at hand. I'll call it the Crippler Crippler Crossface for the rest of the time because I, I, I remember the good stuff. I don't choose to remember the bad stuff about Chris Benoit. I choose to remember the good stuff about him. Well, that's uh, very commendable of you, Dave. And uh, <laughs> um, I, I'd like to say on behalf of everybody that for once I agree with you. You need to remember the good and forget the bad. If you dwell on the bad, you're living a negative life, and far be it for any of us to judge the life that you live, Dave, whether it's positive or negative. Next question. <clears throat> All right, well, we forgive you. We do forgive you. We totally forgive you. Look at this. <laughs> it's all about the, the Vicky Guerrero thing. We, we totally oh, you. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, Jim Hardy goes over for a rollover on Triple H, kicked out at two and a half. All right, well, let's uh, let's quickly run down our, our upcoming schedule here on the showdown. Uh, obviously, tonight is October 26th, and we're here at the uh, Cyber Sunday show at the U.S. Airways Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Two weeks from tonight is the turning points at the Impact Zone in Orlando for TNA. Then We're back to the impact zone for the next pay-per-view. All right. Then on the 14th is ROH. Like I said, one way or the other, we'll make it work. We'll let you know how that, how that is executed later. And the start time for the Ring of Honor show on Friday the 14th is at 6 o'clock our time. 6. Make a note. 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 right. o'clock Pacific. Right. Uh, then November 23rd is the oh Survivor Series from Boston. Then uh, two weeks later is uh, Final Resolution for TNA. Then a week later is Armageddon from the HSBC Arena. The Armageddon date is? December 14th. 14th. Okay, so they, 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 they fixed the, uh, the dual booking date. Remember we were talking about that a couple of months ago? Yeah, they had right. uh, TNA and WWE both for December 7th. That's now been fixed. Armageddon. <coughs> Final, excuse me, they were both scheduled for the 14th. TNA moved up a week. Uh, then, yeah, so that's five more pay-per-views for the rest of 2008. And then, of course, Genesis and the Royal Rumble in January 2009. And, guys, I have a suggestion. We have 11 months to, to get this trip ready. 
I think JJ needs to show us his old stomping grounds. According to the website that I've gone to, the 2009 Unforgiven show is going to be at the Araneta Coliseum in Quezon City, Philippines. And for the man who's been there and can show us around, let's go to the Philippines, September 13, 2009, and somebody can uh, show us around all of his old stomping grounds. You little bastard, I was like one when I left there. <laughs> but if you want to go to the Philippines, I'll be glad to take you. You might not make it back home, but we'll take you. Can you believe that? Did you call Dave a little bastard? Yeah. Nice. September 13, 2009, Unforgiven from Quezon City, Philippines. That's what is Quezon City. Wow, I never even heard of that. Yeah, it isn't. No, we're here. The base is covered in volcanic ash. <laughs> he just wants to go to brothels that he can afford. You want to go and see them? Um, my dad told me about them, them women there. <laughs> you just want to go see that, don't you? Wow, I didn't you know Nick Manic. Pick up the quarters, don't you? I know. I oh, know. boy. I didn't know Nick Manic joined us tonight. Holy shit. Well, yeah, so, uh... <clears throat> oh, Jeff Hardy with a roll-up. Triple H attempts a pedigree. Jeff Hardy with the roll-up. It's two and three quarters. That was so close. You almost had a new World Wrestling Entertainment Champion. World Entertainment Entertainment. <laughs> Don't forget. You know what? I'm not going to call it that shit. I'm, I'm just waiting for Derek to go, Oh, my God! They're entertainers! They're entertainers! <laughs> Well, you know what, guys? They've got the Jeff Hardy with a twist of fate on Triple H. Can he go for the cover? Yes, he's going. One, two, and Triple H at the very last second, ladies and gentlemen, kicks out. Jeff Hardy is beside himself. He's frustrated. And I think that Charles Robinson and Scott Armstrong need to go back to the referee school because the, the hesitation on, on the third count tonight has been uh, disgustingly bad. Jeff Hardy, in a number of occasions. Jeff Hardy has hit the swanton. Looks like he's going back up again. This is where he's going to screw up and lose the match. There you go. Knees up. Triple H with the knees up as Jeff Hardy attempts the swanton right into the back of Jeff Hardy, allowing Triple H to regain his composure. Jeff Hardy took too much time with that. He should have capitalized. Because, I mean, this is going to be, this has been an excellent match. And, I mean, I'm not the hugest uh, Vladimir Kozlov fan, but I was hoping for the triple threat match simply to see something different. Is you just a word? <laughs> it is there's, now. There's big and then there's huge, but I'm not quite sure if it's hugest. Write that down, Dave. Hugest. This is the word hugest actually exists. But, guys, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a big Kozlov fan, but... I would have liked to have seen something different. I don't have any feeling you're going to see Kozlov. Yeah. These guys have been lighting it up. The These guys are kicking ass. ass. Jeff Hardy is pissed. He's fired up, ladies and gentlemen, kicking the stairs. Remember how bad he was in TNA? Yeah. You know? Good on him. He's doing a, he's doing a hell of a job now. Yeah, but, you know, he needs to keep his shit together. Coming, yep. coming to the arena an hour late. Yeah. After a show, is not going to keep your job. He's lucky he still has oh, a job. Look at this. Triple H getting the pedigree on the top rope. Nice. Lampton. He is planning. I think it's done. Yeah, Triple H goes for the cover. He retains. One, two, three. There you go. It. Triple H still your world entertainment champion. 
the World Entertainment Dave Entertainment Champion. Right. Just like the uh, the old wrestler uh, in in uh, PZW, according to the website, he's, his name was Triple XXX. <laughs> so Triple HHH retains the World Entertainment Entertainment Championship. The like some horse vlogger would have. The wee belt. A wee missile belt. Yeah. All right. You haven't heard the Dummies Boys theme in a while, have you, folks? Of course you haven't. We're going to take a break. We're going to get ready for Jericho and Batista. It's Sunny Night Showdown, and you're tuned to it. And uh, 
obviously facing the animal Batista, who, in my estimation, will put on a good show tonight, but like I said, it's been, what, two, three years since Batista actually won a world title, and ever since then, every month he gets put in a match for the title and continually loses, whether it's he gets screwed or whatever. Yeah. So, do I see that trend ending anytime soon? No, I do not. Yeah, has he lost like six or seven straight world title matches by hook or by crook? But then again, you have been wrong about every single thing tonight. You know what? This should be the one title change, but I don't think so. I'll, it is the last match. I'm banking Chris Jericho retains his title. And obviously Lance Cage's not going to be there to watch his back tonight. Yeah. Which is a big factor in Jericho's title range. And he, he already approached the great Kali to do his dirty work tonight. Kali emphatically said no. So that opens the door for anybody else. Did he say no or did he say, I have a body. He did say ah. Yes, he did say that. But Runjan Singh. the mic a little bit there. Yeah. Runjan Singh actually said he said no. But, um, yeah, it's pretty much like that. You must have been watching at home. Oh, wait, no, you just know what it's like when a great colleague talks. It's like Umaga, only, like, it makes more sense. I don't know. And, of course, I honestly do not think it's going to be Randy Orton. I don't think it's going to be Shawn Michaels. But it is going to be the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because, let's face it, I think, I think he's got a movie to plug soon. Well, and he wouldn't be there if he wasn't going to be. And why are people going to vote for Shawn Michaels? Why are people going to vote for Randy Orton when you don't get to see so cold every week? You don't get to see him unless it's a special thing like that. So, obviously, there you go. Three quarters of the vote. 74%. Shawn Michaels at 22%, Randy Orton at 4 Emphatically, as we all knew, it was going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, hell yeah. I'm going to call the match right down the middle, you sorry son of a bitch. And if you get in my way, I'll stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. And, of course, we talked about this a couple of years ago. This is the classic music for Stone Cold, the glass break, and just... I feel the first one is always I love the disturb theme for him. It's, that's the best one. I don't necessarily agree. Seventy-four percent, Shark. What a shock! I am simply amazed at the WWE <laughs> International, or what, how are they referring to them? WWE, WWE Universe. Universe has, has voted in. What a stunning turn of events! A stunning. Who saw this coming? Steve Austin or Stone Cold Steve Austin appears as the special guest referee for a World Heavyweight title match between uh, Canada's own Chris Jericho yes. and the animal Batista from Washington, D.C. I've had the pleasure of meeting Chris Jericho, and he is uh, a very, very humble individual and uh, a very good guy. Well, I've had the pleasure of meeting so called Steve Austin. He was drunk in a bar, but he was nice. I've had the pleasure of hanging out many times with Chris Jericho. The last time, uh, he judged Miss New Calgary in uh, in 2001, and he was awfully drunk that night. So, uh, 
Various oh, levels. That's right. The honky tonk man, he was so he wasn't like the first night of it. No, no, not the first. It was the second night. Yeah. Well, we got we got Chris Jericho already. Uh, well, they're trying to figure out where they're going to go have a beer after the show in Phoenix. Oh, Jericho would have slapped in the face Dave Batista. To me, this this isn't a great matchup. I don't feel that they can that they don't that they work well in the ring. Plus, one of the two guys should have. Like a full full pants. It, sh- it shouldn't be one guy in trunks against another guy in trunks. Well, after listening to that song, and the only one with full pants here? right now is me. Listen to you. Are you seriously giving fashion advice to the entertainers on what they should wear in the match? It's a straight guy. You now must wear one pants and one set of little shorts. And that's just the way it is. Oh, hey, did anybody notice that Chris Jericho looked like he was only wearing the belt when he came out to the ring? Well, you did bring that to my attention. He looks naked. Wait a minute. Austin's got the microphone. Uh-uh. Gee, how'd I know he was going to do that? Yeah. We're getting, we're getting more, more cheese. cheese here at the Sunday Night Wow, well, you know what? The nachos aren't the only thing getting more cheese. I, I vote to have Dave as the fashion coordinator on SundayNightShowdown.com. What's oh, that? Okay, all right. I'd veto that okay, one. Okay, okay, so it's a no-DQ match now, right? Austin changed the stipulation, or made a stipulation. Which but getting back to what Harmony was saying, the and, and Dave, you reiterated the fact that Dave Batista has been getting better over the last couple of years, but he's only gotten better because of who he's had matches with. If Chris Jericho can carry Dave Batista tonight to a good match, frankly, I'll be surprised. Well, you know, you got a point there. But like I said, it doesn't matter. Jericho is, is a great technical entertainer. And Batista... <laughs> is a powerful entertainer, and Stone Cold is an enforcing entertainer, so no matter what, you're going to get your entertainment value in this entertaining match. But why, God damn it, am I not being entertained with all that entertainment? I don't know. I mean, you got Chris Jericho, who got voted off singing with the stars on his first fucking night. You got Dave Batista, who's made a couple of guest appearances on Smallville. And then you got Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was on a TV show, and a movie that bombed, and he's filming another one. If I wanted entertainment, I'll watch Mary Hart and Entertainment Tonight. I'll watch ETV. I'll watch... Cash. But I miss Star Cash, too. Uh, <laughs> but he was entertaining. God damn it. I don't want entertainment. I want frickin' wrestling. Give me my wrestling back. No, no. They're taking that entertainment. They're scooping it up. And they're feeding it to you, Shark. But they're feeding it to you. I don't want it. I'm going to chew it up and spit it out. I don't want. I don't want entertainment. I want wrestling. I'll even take some wrestling. I'm just some wrestling. That Vince knows what you want. Remember? I got an email asking me what I want, and I said I didn't want to have entertainment. I want wrestling. You know, if I want to see wrestling, I, I would hope Ted Turner would invest in a wrestling company. Because that's wrestling, right? God there. damn it, I want some wrestling. Hey, Vince, I'm in the wrestling business. 
Oh, hear that? Ed, uh, I'm in the entertainment business. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Oh, this is so really bothers me. Maybe to answer my own question, can Chris Jericho carry Dave Batista to a good match tonight? He'll have to. I'm asking that to the, the occupants in the chat room. Let us know. Can Chris Jericho carry Dave the, the, the Batista to an entertaining entertainment match? Formerly known as a wrestling match. Yeah. The company formerly known as a wrestling company. I feel like we've taken that entertainment horse and we've beaten her to death. Yeah. It's time to pull out the gun and shoot it, okay? That's it. Put that entertainment horse out of its misery. Yeah. Um, I guess while we're kind of watching this match, I want to bring up some of the news bits that I actually have. Okay. Um, The news that was in the week that passed in the world of professional wrestling... With well, Double J. Dave, I think we need some theme music for that. What is your work on that? I'll get that. Definitely. Okay, thank you. Okay. Back to the news, ladies and gentlemen. Has everybody read Breath the Hitman Hearts book? Yeah. Like cartoon Life. Yeah, the one that came again. out last year. Okay. It just got released in the States this past week. It debuted in at number eight on the New York Times bestseller really? list. And this is without the aid of WWE promotion. This is the only book that's been a wrestling book that has entered the top ten without wow. promotion from the WWE. Without promotion. That's the catch. That is the catch. Wow. So all that, time is, all that time it's been out in Canada? Yeah. And it's just hit the stands in the States? Because he's touring now, yeah. Ah. Wow. Now, I found the book to be highly entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Fantastic. I have not read it. You three. He was two. You were three. I'm not exactly. Go ahead. The, I'm not exactly the biggest Bret Hart fan, but I haven't read it. So. <laughs> okay. You have not read it. You have not read it. I have not. Do okay. it. It's very entertaining. Are we going to start this rivalry on another show now? Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. I'm not bringing up the Shawn Michaels versus. You know where I stand on that. Oh, okay. Shawn Michaels, 200 percent. Bret Hart, none. Anyway, really? Yeah. Damn straight it is. I was going to say Canadian. <laughs> Too bad we didn't have a cage match tonight. Uh, was your light? Wait a minute. We've we'll we'll on the air. This. Was your theory on the Montreal screw job that Sean was just doing what he was told? Yes. And that was it. Sean was in on it, yes. Yeah, of course. No, he didn't. Triple H came up with it. No, it's not the same thing. But you know what? From a business standpoint, I understand why he did it, and I think it was the right thing to do. Well, and you know, I, I don't really want to get into this argument. No, 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 no. But you could do a whole show on this. Brett didn't want to. Brett didn't want to cough up the belt on Vince's terms. He didn't want to cough it up in Canada. That's right. Period. That's like saying that that. Shawn Michaels couldn't lose in the States. I mean, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. You've been in Canada now for two and a half years. We're not patriotic people the way that Americans are. Yes. We're very, we're patriotic towards our Canadian people. So when we have a Canadian that makes it somewhere and makes it big, we're very proud of that fact. And Brett wasn't just, you know, losing to Montreal. He was losing it for the whole country. You know what? If it would have been Calgary or Alberta, I could see him saying, no, I don't want to lose in Alberta. But not Montreal. 
Forget Pardon it. me, hang on, hang on. I know where you're going with this. But they all knew, and everybody knew he was going to WCW. How can you come up with with a proper way for your champion to, in a dignified manner, drop the strap? He didn't want to drop the strap. He wanted to be stripped of the title. They had to tell a story as to why. It, it unfolded. And what else could they do? And I'm friends with Bret Hart. But he wouldn't do the proper thing for business and lose. If you lose, it's no shameful thing. Lose the strap. Lose the strap clean and move on with your career. So he made a bad decision. He had a month left before he was leaving. He could have dropped it the next night. He could have dropped it any time. He had creative control. They lied to him. He was there for, what, 15 years? I'm sure he had some kind of respect with them. If he said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. But, but, see, the thing was, Harmony, he was, he, he wanted, they wanted him to drop the strap the next night in Ottawa. He wouldn't agree to that. And they didn't want to let it get to the last show with, with him still having the strap. And, and, you know, okay, they lied to him. But he didn't want to, he didn't want to agree to have it done the proper way. What are you laughing at, Double J? George Hackenstreet, you know who that is? Haven't you ever seen the Unreal History of Professional Wrestling? You have it in your video library. Yes, we do, and you have seen it. You know what? I, I, I don't want to talk about... How did about George Hackenschmidt come up? Because, because he was talking very about famous shooter of the old... That's our good friend, Mr. P. Ah. By the way. George Hackenschmidt was one of the, the original shooters back in the pre-Stu Hart days. Yep. His Ro Eflin. Very famous, very famous guy. And this will be my last nacho. This year, you're wondering. This year, they're way better. But anyway, back to my news bit. I, I really just wanted to cover the book with Bret Hart. I didn't really want to go over the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, yeah. But hey, thank you for that, Harmony. I appreciate that. That's okay. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Anyway, those of you that are fans of The Miz, I, I'm not one of them. But all four of you. Yeah, exactly, all four of you. Well, he's a chick magnet. Well, he's a magnet. I mean, he's, he does well on farms. Um, apparently, The Miz will be appearing on Ghost Hunters on Halloween night. So, if you're not out trick-or-treating with the kids and you want to watch something that's going to scare the pants off of you, I mean, I'm sure The Miz will be on, and that's scary enough for anybody. So, uh, enjoy Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi for Halloween. Now, do you guys know who sports publishing is? No, I do not. They actually produced a series of books. Um... They're out of Chicago. They recently filed for bankruptcy. Now, they put out such books as um, books on Terry Funk, Dusty Rhodes, and Harley Race. Oh. They have books? Yes. No one ever going out of business. Ha, ha, ha. Funny, funny. Is this comedy hour? Great marketing. It is now. Yes, yes, yes. What is this, yes, yes? What? Are we at the friggin... Blackfoot Inn for Comedy Night? The, at the, the Blackfoot Inn for Comedy Night is the last one, by the way. Anyway. The news that was in the week that went. Continuing. Mexican star Das Karras Jr. has apparently signed with World Wrestling Entertainment and as of really? now is scheduled to debut at the Royal Rumble. Wow. 
So they're adding a little Lucha Libre. I, the I, I said earlier in the show that there's going to be an influx of new talent, and it starts with AAA star Dostero Jr. Now, this one, this was a little bit of controversy. You're familiar with the National Wrestling Alliance, correct, Shark? I know you're going with this. Yeah, I am. And you know that in the six decades that it's been in existence, there has never, in the history of that company, been a Lucha Libre mask. Well, that's not true. There has never been a Mexican wrestler to hold that title. Now, I will say there has been a masked wrestler to hold that title. There was a masked NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And his name was Abyss, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, correct. Yes. Did Abyss right. not beat Sting when yes. he was the World Champion, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion? I, I think you're right. So the information that was posted on that site is it's actually incorrect. incorrect. Yeah. It's very incorrect. I thought but that Mr. Wrestling Tim Woods back in the 70s had the NWA World Heavyweight title as well. And when I read that... I went on a reputable uh, wrestling his- historical website, and in fact, Mr. Wrestling Tim Wood, Mr. Wrestling Two Tim Woods, held the NWA World Heavyweight Title in 1974. So once again, the information that we've come across, you and I, is incorrect. But other than that, there was a controversial title change in Mexico City last night exactly. between Adam Pierce, Scrapfire and Adam Pierce, yes. Scrapfire and Adam Pierce and Blue Demon Jr. Apparently during the match, a half Boston crab was uh, put on Adam Pierce by Blue Demon Jr. His arm was under the rope. He passed out from the move. The referee called the match, awarded the title to Blue Demon Jr. And so apparently there is a conflict of interest going on right now. What happened was against the NWA World Cup. It was against the rule book, basically. So, as of right now, they have made possibly an asterisk on this title because Blue Demon Jr. is your NWA World Heavyweight Champion. They also have a rule that states that the referee's decision is final, correct? That is correct. Right. So there is a lot of controversy coming out of Mexico City, but regardless, it looks as though Blue Demon Jr. is the first Mexican wrestler to be the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And right now in the pay-per-view, Stone Cold has been knocked out. Jericho just put the code breaker on Batista. Shawn Michaels has made the run down to the ring and is trying to count the pin. Speaking of screw job. That is a screw job. Shawn Michaels not counting the pin on Batista, not allowing Chris Jericho to win this title. And now there's a little bit of a scuffle. Oh, Sean fakes sweet chin music as Batista hits the spear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With a fast count. Yeah. Down the ringside. Michael's a clothesline from hell. Once again, Batista, the animal, being screwed out of the World Heavyweight Championship by JBL. The match is still on, though. The match is still on. Why would JBL show up in his wrestling front? He, was, he could just show up in his street clothes. Jericho with the... Uh, with a shot block to the, to the knee of Batista. And, you know, what does this say about JBL? I mean, his catchphrase, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a wrestling god. What is he? I am an entertainment <laughs> god. Is that what we're going to have to deal with from now on? Yeah. I guess so. J- no, Jericho has the title. And there's... Look at the ink on his arms. Holy Three hours shit. of ink, man. Yeah. Chris Jericho with the title belt. 
Batista turns around. Jericho waylays Batista with the title. Randy Orton is now your referee as he goes for the pin. It's done. This is it. One, two. Good night. Oh, it picked up. Wow. Comes out at the last second. No Michaels, no Austin, and JBL's gone to the back. You know what? This has been a really good match. Very entertaining. Very, this has been a very good booking. So goes Steve Austin back to his feet oh. as Randy Orton is unawares. Stone Cold Stunner! And a big Orton. back super bump. <laughs> Orton Orton overselling. Jericho behind Austin. Stunner. Nope. He blocks the stunner. And once again, Batista with a spine buster on Chris Jericho. Oh, this has been highly entertaining. I think we can see the title change here to Batista bomb make on the, its way to make the people who didn't order the show regret it. Here comes your title change, ladies and gentlemen. Still no Sean, no Orton. Two. There you ladies go. Ladies and gentlemen, my God. Oh, I God. do not believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, finally. After three years of getting screwed around, ladies and gentlemen, Batista is the new world heavyweight entertaining champion. <laughs> Wait a minute. Something sounds wrong with that. Good sign in the crowd. Austin 316 says Jericho loses tonight. And they were right. Holy cow. I mean, that's a great... I mean, you got JBL involved, you got Orton involved. I can see an Orton Batista feud coming out of this if Orton's ready to go. I still haven't heard any word as to if Orton's ready to go or not. Or uh, I think here. in the next couple of weeks. Listen, I'm going to post the uh, pay per view in house here at Bottoms of Sports Pub. Uh, on behalf of everybody here, we'd like to thank um, Double J, Harmony, Internet Dave, everybody associated with. Uh, certainly Wildcat Wilden, uh, everybody associated with uh, the new Sunday Night Showdown show on SundayNightShowdown.com around the internet, around the world, and uh, we hope you all had a good time. It's just a new beginning, and on behalf of uh, everybody here at Bottoms of Sports Club, thanks to you guys um, for coming down and doing the show, and we'll see you in two weeks for TNA's Turning Point. Um, have a great night, and as we always say here, bottoms up, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And you know what? I think we should we should run down the pay-per-view, kind of give our thoughts really quickly on, on what was Cyber Sunday. Only uh, 43 past the hour. they got 15 minutes to go here. But, uh, yeah, we have completed our eight-match card for the evening, and we'll break it down for you. Sean Benjamin successfully defended his United States Championship against R-Truth as R-Truth won the majority both out of that match occurring on the WWE website prior to the uh, pay-per-view kicking off. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Kane, that was no holds barred, and Rey Mysterio did win that match. A pretty entertaining finish, but still an unrealistic result. Uh, ECW Championship, Evan Bourne got 69% of the vote, although Matt Hardy did successfully defend his belt. The tag team match that they were promising, Miz and Morrison won that vote. Very, uh, very sl small margin of error, 38 to 35. Uh, they faced crime time, and Miz and Morrison won that match. The, the uh, fifth match of the night, Santino, Morella, and the Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man wins that vote with only very close 35% as, uh, 
as Riley Riley Piper got 33%, hawking a 30-second DQ match. 30 seconds for disqualification, and of course, Goldust and uh, Robbie Roddy Popper got involved, and Santino uh, got DQ'd when Beth Phoenix held the leg of the Honky Tonk Man as Cyber Sunday faced the Black. The Undertaker defeated the Big Show in a last man standing match. Last man standing at 49% of the vote. Triple H faced Jeff Hardy on his own, as Jeff Hardy got 57% of that vote. And Jericho loses his belt to Batista as Stone Cold, the referee, although all three referees got involved. Stone Cold Steve Austin got 74 percent of that vote. Batista is your new heavyweight champion as the only title changed earlier this evening. And you know what? I said there needed to be a title change. Thank God there was one. I was completely wrong. I, I honestly thought Chris Jericho would find a way to retain that title tonight. But I guess when you lose Lance Cage and you don't have any more flunkies, you got to go with the, with the bumps. And um, it was Batista's night, you know, and, and good on him. It's about time, Batista, for that title. It's been quite a while for him. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, are we ready to wrap? I think we're about ready to wrap. Um, All right. Okay, well, don't forget, Sunday Night Showdown at Hotmail.com. Email us your thoughts. Email us your opinions. We'll give your opinions on the show anytime you want. That is Sunday Night Showdown at Hotmail.com. We're on Facebook. You can see it on – I don't think the Facebook link is working on the uh, Sunday Night Showdown uh, Ustream account, but just go to – if you're a Facebook member and you want to join – just uh, join the group Sunday Night Showdown. You'll get in all the emails about what we're going to be doing and links to our, our podcast, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, MySpace, uh, Sunday Night Showdowns on MySpace. Uh, once again, like I said, if you want to submit your questions, we will certainly take that result and, uh, and talk about the topics you want to discuss. And don't forget... Uh, in the non-pay-per-view weeks, we're going to be doing a short podcast. Jeff and I will probably do something over Skype. Usually around the, the weekend that's, uh, that the pay-per-views are not taking place. So probably after a SmackDown, like on a Saturday or a Sunday. I mean, we'll make it work. There, there won't well, be well, we'll have it posted by Sunday of every week. Yeah, there won't be. Don't expect it at exactly the same moment every week, but it'll be there. Go to SendingOutShowdown.com for all the news and updates. Don't forget to post in the forums. Don't forget about WrestleView.com. Hang on. i got to answer this. Right. Mr. P73, you shit-disturbing fucker. You Who should be sitting your ass at this bar on this broadcast, but no. <laughs> You're in the chat room talking shit. Why does the Canadian dollar suck? Because it's Canada, goddammit. I've been here two and a half years, and that's... And honestly. Shut up, Mike. Eat your nachos. Shut up, Mike. Because it's Canada. <laughs> that's all, right. all I got to say about that. Don't forget you live in Don't forget about those podcasts. And eventually we will be on iTunes. We'll give you the, uh, the iTunes link. We'll post it on the website. One way or the other, you'll automatically be able to get everything we do with regarding the podcast of Sunday Night Showdown, both the live shows for the pay-per-views and uh, when oh, we yeah. do our, our Yeah, you're right, Mr. P73. Your country is bigger than mine. But it, mine's more populated. But ours is more popular. And Canada's more popular, that's right. Don't, for, don't forget, to, in two weeks, Turning Point, 
Uh, November 14th, one way or the other, we'll make it work for Ring of Honor. And one, two, three, four weeks from tonight, another WWE show, Survivor Series. Uh, December 7th, final resolution. December 14th, Armageddon. And this is just the beginning of what Sunday Night Showdown will be providing. And we, we appreciate your listening. We appreciate the links from Wrestling News Live, from WrestleView.com. All your news from WrestleView.com, of course, live every Sunday, Saturday evening, is Wrestling News Live with Trey and Adam. I, if you're going to vote for Trey, then I'm going to vote for Adam. Because obviously we're not going to, in that Wrestling Radio Awards. You are contest. such a naysayer mama's boy. You'll so, vote for anybody, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> i got to stick with my redneck buddy, Trey. I'm going to vote for Adam, too. There we go. So, uh, because he, he's for Bret Hart. That's why. Well, you know why. You, you know why, Jack? Give it up. If Give I vote up. for Adam in 2008, then Adam's going to vote for me in 2009. That's how it's going to work. Because Sunday Night Showdown, Sunday Night Showdown is going to dominate the 2009 Wrestling Radio Awards. Absolutely no question. You're damn right, because you know what? This was our first show back. I'm a little rusty, but I guarantee you, as the weeks progress and the months go on, this show, Sunday Night Showdown, will be the gold standard in pay-per-view coverage. Mark my words. With that being said, on behalf of Internet Dave, on behalf of the lovely Boom Boom, the always talkative Mark the Shark DiCarlo, and of course me, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, we're out of here. We'll catch you at the next pay-per-view. Good night, all.